What's up, my little munchkins? How are we all doing then, eh? I'm doing great, thank you. <laughs> Welcome to Black Shadow Watch. Look, we got a new studio that's blank, uh, but we're going to fill it with artwork and stuff. I don't know what episode it is. I forgot to look that up. 69. Episode 69. No, it's not. Is it really? Yeah, it's 69. <laughs> it is, it's episode 69. 69 huh? Wow. You know well, what that means? Yeah. That's why we're in person. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> They're in person because they live next to each other now. All right, so uh, those that are under 18 <laughs> might want to turn the video off right now. <laughs> it's going to get wild. <laughs> Who needs monetization anyway? We, yeah, we, uh, a few of us moved to Austin, uh, and now me and Josh live next door to each other, so we're, we're bubbling, um, which basically means you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not similar to the episode number. Not, not similar to the episode number, but you, you, we're basically just not seeing other people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're exclusive. <laughs> yeah, we're only really seeing each other. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, so now we can do podcasts and shit in person, I guess. You have lost it, man. You have lost yeah. it. Uh, this, 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 is, this is, I mean, you had some horrible. number 69. <laughs> You've had some horrible starts to episodes, but this one, I think, takes the cake. Like, like there was nothing even, like, remotely, like, even that funny. Like, it's... Yeah, the number has multiple meanings and Bren just giggled like a, like a oh middle God. schooler about it. Now it's just off the wagons. You know. All right, where we are, where are we? Um, yeah. You're the yeah. host. You know let where me, we are. Let me start by saying that this set is going to evolve over time. Mm, like we're going to add, add more to it. We're going to get add artwork. Josh has got a tweet if you want to recommend any artists. I have already been given so many artist yep. recommendations, but I appreciate it. We, I've been introduced to so many new artists around the scene, actually. Yeah, and we're basically we're just planning on adding art to this. To yeah. the set, building it up yeah. over time, maybe getting some shelves. We'll probably get a PO box at some point if people yeah. want to send us stuff. But at the moment, we're just looking to like yeah. maybe maybe once a week we'll buy a new piece of art or something and show it off on stream. Get some shelves and some well, plushies. What maybe if we had somebody come in and paint that wall and do some cool kind of like wow clat chat green screen? No, no, <laughs> like a multicolor kind of thing with some. I like, love it. Not during COVID. Sorry, yeah. we're closed. Okay. Well, actually, Are we you could also learn. renting the house? I mean, you guys learn how to walls. Wait, what? What do you mean? Is that allowed? Like, what? they're renting the house. They can't <laughs> just make it a rainbow, surely. Yeah, you, yeah, you, you can. can. You just paint, paint over it. it. Yeah. Wait, you have, you, have you never put holes in rental walls or, like, painted them or oh, anything? Yeah. Oh, making a drill hole for a painting is a bit different than painting Mate, they have to, an they have to repaint the wall anyway if you put a drill hole in it. Doesn't matter if yeah, you I paint mean, a big cock on the wall. They have to repaint it. brush. You know, that's like going into paint and just doing a stroke. No, 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 no. You have to redo the wall. entire wall. No one does touch-ups because you leave a big, like, blob on the wall. Patch, you can tell. Yeah. You, you do the whole wall. Most that's of the time so when you... Yeah, but most <laughs> of the time, Johnny, when you, when you leave, like, an apartment, at least in Los Angeles, like, they do the carpets and they paint it all again anyway, regardless of whether you painted it or not. Also, they just take I mean, it out. You drill a hole, they just chalk it up. Yeah, but you know? they still paint over the top of it. Well, so they still paint it, though. Cork. Yeah, most of the time they yeah. still put, like, a new fresh coat of paint on whenever you move yeah. out of an apartment or something. So That's so dumb. 
<laughs> so inefficient. <laughs> That's so dumb. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I mean, take it up with somebody who owns the uh, uh, building. I mean, well, I don't know. How did you decide on the set where to hang the paintings? Um, I, I, is there really. any method to it? Josh no, wanted hair. Well, his, it's going to change over time. Josh has been the lead architect I, on this mission. Mate, Wait, I, hold on, yo. Josh, turn to the side real quick. Just scoot a bit. Like you're cutting the whole, the whole <laughs> Bro, you got a little, uh, you got a little krillin going on in the back. I a see a little krillin. Up, krillin. A little yeah, it's flipping up in the back it, it, oh, from wow. the side. Yeah. Oh wow. There's a lot of there's a lot of length there. It's fluffing up a little yeah, bit. Yeah. This this shit was bald like three months ago. When if, I get my clippers in, that. I can give you a trim. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure I trust you. I've seen your quarantine haircuts. We can do, just just stream, cutting the good. sides and the top because yeah, nobody ever sees the back. I'll, so give, you, just I'll give you a trim. <laughs> I haven't been cutting I, it at I, all. I think you, more than anyone on this set, could really dedicate yourself to like the monk haircut, you know, that goes around in the <laughs> back and then just leave the like bald spot uh, in the middle. You know? Yeah, good idea. <laughs> how yeah. how was your guys' move, though? I'm sure everybody is wondering how, how has the move been? Was it good? Um, Did everything go smooth? I haven't got any of my stuff yet. Yeah, you talk okay. about me being a monk, Jonathan. He's living without worldly possessions. <laughs> he's actually abandoned everything he owns in order to accumulate <laughs> spiritual wealth. Yeah, he's, I mean, it's quite sat nice. here in a zen state. I'm wondering why I ever packed at all. Should have just left it in LA, I think. Well, Bre Bren also yeah. packed all of the silverware for the entire house. And so yeah. now they have no knives and forks here. So they were like, we're Josh, just can waiting. We, Josh, can we borrow a knife and a fork? How long? How long no, wait? no, eat with your hands, you little peasants. It, it arrives <laughs> on Thursday, uh, but I made a mistake with the address. So I hope they don't deliver it to the wrong wait, address. Wait, what? <laughs> he put in my address instead of his. Yeah. So it's just going to go oh. next door. If it goes oh, next door, okay. it's problem. Which basically means I'm going to have a big skip outside my front window. Yeah. I mean, I, no, hopefully they don't do that because I've got a lot of bulky stuff and it'll be a pain in the... You can oh, yeah. uh, what, communicate an extra... with them, like send them a text? Yeah, I'll have to call them on the day or something. I mean, yeah. We can get into the business, you know what I mean? Into the, yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's dox ourselves and leak our address within yeah. uh, three days yeah. of being here. Let's get into the meat of the operations here. You know, the meat of the stew, as they say. Mm. Um, meat and veg, potatoes, mm -hmm. yeah. Exactly. The carbohydrates. Oh, you, said, you said stew. What did you think I said? I thought you said the meat of the shoe. I was like, who the hell says meat of the shoe? <laughs> no, 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 like, no. Stew. I know you probably don't eat stew because you're from Long Island. Yeah. And they no. only eat caviar. Yeah, but caviar on bagels. And bagels mm. out there. Yeah. You've never actually... rolls. Caviar on bagels. Very, You've never actually had a lower class me. meal in no. your life. You've it, never it, had your lips sullied by... It. He eats Aluminium. the bagel with a silver spoon. I've never seen yeah. someone eat a bagel with a spoon until I saw Matt eat. Quite <laughs> odd. It's unbelievable. I just scoop it out the insides. And... <laughs> he, he actually, Matt buys full, you know, like full uh, circles of bread and he pays someone to cut the hole out the middle to make the bagel for him. <laughs> he just has a little bagel creator in the back. Who, he, th he throws him into a hole, and there's, 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 a guy, there's a guy who lives underneath his stairs who goes, yes, master, and just carves out the middle hole and then passes it back Hugo's to him. Hugo's always barking at. Hugo's always barking what, what at. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Old me just had a flashback. He's got a flash or something. <laughs> can we talk on? about the law? <sighs> Yeah, let's talk Can about we start the lore? this fucking episode. <laughs> we are talking about math lore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With there's new law that got announced or released. 
regurgitated into the wild. I, I don't really know how they do law these days, but this was an article, and it was a letter, uh, mainly written in Japanese, but thankfully they translated it. Who? Hello? What do you mean they I, translated it? Just, yeah, who whoever is they? creates the law these days. Yeah. Also, <laughs> I, I, like, I like how you I like how you preface that as they've announced a lore like like a big blog post just went out that said new lore i mean that's just a list pretty much of, what this a is a list of new things no there is a lot that goes into this so is is japanese red downwards <laughs> yeah downwards huh i actually so like for, some reason, uh, for some really? reason i thought it was red right to left arabic yeah i know that arabic is but yeah. i thought that Isn't some that, asian languages were as well I, I guess like anime comics what? uh yeah manga is uh oh, yeah, yeah manga, manga is Oh. Right to left. Yeah. So uh, maybe in terms of like the speech this, bubbles. Uh, do you have a TLDR on this, Brent? Yeah, like basically. So that. somebody on Reddit, who I'm not going to name because then I'd be breaking the laws of Reddit, um, wrote some lovely power, like bullet points, essentially explaining the law and what it could mean. And I thought it'd be okay. fun to theorize a little bit here. Right. So the one writing the letter is Asar. Asar? Asar? Don't really know how to pronounce it. Uh, and they were the swordmaster of Genji and Hanzo. Okay, oh, so here, I've, cl- I, I've, I've taken it out and unfortunately haven't included a name. Hanzo I, doesn't have a sword. But well, presumably he, I think he does. He's got one on his back. He's got a little sheath. blade, I yeah, think. Yeah, he's got a little blade or something. When does he use that? A shiv? He doesn't. Maybe he doesn't use it. But it's, it. like, no, it's like ceremonial, I think, or something along those lines. A lot of people yeah. have ceremonial so, swords without swords masters, you know what I mean? Her, her husband, to whom she is writing, is a weaponsmith who forge, forges blades for the Hashimoto clan. Um, mm. Do we know them? And... No, I mean, this is all like a lot of law and Overwatch is very indirect and wishy washy. Uh, do, and... do we know them? Like, they're like, they're you gotta, like re- relatives. You've got to piece it together. Yeah, I, I oh, mean, yeah. that it sounds like That's what is the clan the... at uh, Genji and Hanzo? Anyway, here's, I'm giving you the bullet points right? here. Like, exactly. Your... That's what I'm saying. Isn't that right, Matt? Yeah, they, the, yeah, I believe that's the, uh, no, it's either like Shimada. What is it? No, they're what? the Shimada brothers, but I believe it's the the. Okay, clan well, if you let me like fucking either, finish, uh, I'll okay. read out the bullet points, huh? Go on then. Yep. Which I have painstakingly not put together. I just snippeted it. Um, the, apparently, this 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 weapon master bloke sent a gift of a sword to their daughter. Well, he sent he sent a gift to their daughter, but it's probably going to be a sword because they're swordsmiths. Right? No, he said weaponsmith. Could be or, anything. Yeah. Okay. Could be Brigitte's weaponsmith. You got to assume it's a sword. Why do you have kind. to assume it's a sword? I mean. You can make many things. Sword a weaponsmith can make many things. Swordmaster weapon bat. Okay, could be any weapon, but we're going to assume it's a sword. Could be a Glock. Them. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, the, uh, this is very, very, uh, I don't know, this is very in, like, in-depth law. I don't think it's really mm-hmm. needed. But essentially, the gist of it is, a group of rebels have been stealing things from this, the, the, this clan. Um, in the letter, they disprove of it. Um, and they wish them punished. The group responsible is is also responsible for graffiti in the local area. So, you know, what do they call it? Theft um, and graffiti. Rebels. Yeah, but uh, what do they call it in the UK? Vandalism. Asbos. You know, oh, they hand out the asbos. <laughs> yeah. Anti-social behavior <laughs> Anti-social order. behavior order stuff yeah. going on. Right, right. Um, and in the letter, she intends to find and stop these rebels, not out of loyalty, but to protect the people of Kenizaka. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, people are theorizing from this. I know you're yawning, Matt, but just hold on for one second. People are theorizing that this is kind of teasing a new hero. Um now, they've said there's not going to be any new heroes until Overwatch 2, but they're teasing, they're kind of setting the, the law, just underlying law, I suppose, for a new hero to be coming out. 
um, and they're theorizing it's it's related to this in some way or form. Um, so what do we think then? Would it be cool? I, I, I think a, a melee, another melee character that uses a sword, because you've got Genji uses a sword. Yeah. But yeah. that's only his ultimate. No, not just his ultimate. He has a quick melee that's a sword. It's, yeah, like, I mean, it's, like, yeah. a, it's like a dagger. Dagger, yeah. Dagger, what the fuck yeah. is the difference between a dagger and a sword? Quite a lot. The, the size. Their length, yeah. There's well, a at lot. What point, sorry. sorry if I are... go into your house, not mine because we don't have any cutlery, but if I go into your house and pull out a kitchen knife, yeah. Would yeah. you call that a sword? <laughs> there are similar sized short swords around the world. Yeah, I think the Romans only used a short sword that was like 30 centimeters no, it, long. It would have been longer than that. So if you found a stick in the woods, you'd just be like, yeah, that's a mace. Yeah, would you call it a club <laughs> if you found a stick? Huh? What are you talking about, because man? Because similarities. Oh, here we go. Now, what is this? I, I think difference between sword and dagger <laughs> okay which one's a sword there and which so one's the, the dagger swords, so swords are long blades uh having a handle but they're more designed to slash whereas the dagger is more designed to stab yeah mm. right stabby, so stabby. actually genji does slash with his quick melee so it's a sword up. <laughs> anyway what, where was it I? would be cool if we got like a, a rogue hero that could like have like knives are generally daggers. six inches or less, while swords are generally a foot or longer. While mm. there is no established cutoff between a knife and a sword as far as length, the longer the blade gets to a certain point, it becomes a fighting weapon. So technically, your knife is a very, very, very short sword <laughs> uh, that. You know, if it yeah. grew in length, could become a real sword. If it grew, like when it grows up, <laughs> when it gets older and it grows up. Yeah, when it matures. I think it's cool to think about it, though, like the, the hero teasers, this kind of underlying <laughs> lore, you know, it's for the, uh, for the real lore experts. Out I, there. I don't think... Okay, Jonathan had an idea about a rogue hero, so I want to hear that before I put a yeah, poo-poo dampener on everything. No, I, you know, just think like Tracer, but with daggers, like teleporting. And like some stealth uh, hero. I don't know. When was the last oh, time like, so, um, hero anyway? another, like PA from Dota. <laughs> another thing in this letter is it kind I of hints. Sure. It, it uses some. Um, the wording is quite odd in a lot of the sentences. And it kind of like. The, I'll try and find some of the exact wording of, of it. But it uses things to. It describes things as well. It re refers back to foxes a lot. Kaneki. Kaneki is Japanese for fox, I think. Oh, mate. Oh, I got Josh's so attention. Foxkin? People are thinking... Woo-woo? People are thinking that it's something to do with, like, foxes. And there's also a line in it that references, like, uh, like a swing of nine tails. Like, I think the nine-tailed fox is a symbol mm. in some... In, in, in Japanese culture. I'm not sure what it references. Um, oh, here we go. Some Control-F magic. Is it right at the end? I can't even see. I would love to tell you what that says, yeah. but we haven't set up our system properly. I will close on the lighter note that I promised and say that I know if you were here, you would remind me that Kitsune can change your luck with a flick of even one of her tails. May she flick all nine of them and send some much-needed good fortune our way. So Kashiko. people have been really, awesome. yeah, people have been really analyzing that last line as like theorizing that could be like the ultimate ability of this theorized hero. Like they, they have tails. like a fox form and they flick their tails and it's like a God. Oh, uh, that this, gets Josh. Ja, ja, this mega Josh move. Would, uh, he'd go wild. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, yeah, he's just going for the furry audience. Why is the table raising? Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, uh, even a hero that had uh, uh, something like how 
Jet's ultimate and like Valorant, right? Has like throwing knives. Like uh, if they had some kind of uh, hero that did like projectile or hit scan with like knives, that'd be kind of cool for the future. I mean, uh, the thing is though, how does that, I mean, that's just basically Zen, are we even, isn't it? Are Zen we even just... sure that we're getting like a dagger hero? No, no I don't no, think we're getting so a so hero. No, this is, no, 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 no. but this, this is like, wild. when they tease underlying lore like this, they did it for, what, what's the, um, the, the, the hero called? Doomfist. No, 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 no. Echo. It was in the Havana mission. Well, they did it mission. with one of the Batiste uh, friends in one yes, of the comments. it was in the Havana right? mission. Uh, oh, like Sojourn. Yeah, Sojourn, yeah, so the, uh, the squad leader, right? Yeah, they uh, said they did say Sojourn would be... Did, wait, did they say that or did they hint at it that it would be an available hero in Overwatch 2? I have no idea. I think they hinted at it. But, they, but, but I'm sure... But they've done various args and things, not even args, but just like articles hinting at the next hero releases pretty often. Yeah. Like, they did it in the lead-up to Echo, I'm pretty sure, as well. But they've also See, done a, a bunch of stuff that doesn't lead to heroes. Instead, it leads to, just, like... It's world-building. Yeah, it's just world-building. Yeah. And that, that, I feel, is much more likely when you consider that yeah. they've publicly uh, said there's no more heroes until... No, there, there isn't. Right, that's what I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not saying this is coming out soon. I'm just yeah. saying that they're... But, I but, feel like they're setting the stage. But then if they were going to set the stage, why wouldn't they be setting the stage for, like, Sojourn as, like, the next hero no, or they, something? They've, uh, yeah. they've introduced a ton of new characters, uh, like, through stuff like uh, this recently. There was uh, uh, the one in the Baptiste Malga, Maga, uh, in the Baptiste comic. I just had Who was that to again? It up. Uh, he was in the Baptiste comic. Uh, was he the, like, salesman figure? No, that was, I was just going to bring that up. And then if you remember the end of the, uh, what is it? The Havana single player mission they added where it was that like uh, Omnic looking guy with yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the, the oh, dreads like yeah. looking thing that met Doomfist. They've added a bunch of characters like to the lore or, or yeah. at least they've just kind of like introduced them, right? Yeah, uh, maybe they're I, just trying to trickle them in yeah. to yeah. set Bro. the world for Overwatch 2 at some point. So Look it's like, yeah. how many it wouldn't want to play as that guy? God, he's a yeah. He'd be fucking awesome. Absolute unit. Yeah. Isn't Look he? at the size of him. He looks like um, thingy that sings "You're Welcome." <laughs> he looks In like Moana? the demigod from Moana. Yeah, it, it's... <laughs> yeah I, I think it'd they do like a phenomenal the, um, job with the character building it, of Watch. It'd be like everyone likes Reinhardt because he's like this good guy, you know, big armor, big dude, big hammer uh, kind of guy. But like. It would be awesome to have that big, like, bad dude to, like, counter <laughs> Reinhardt and what he's about yeah. and yeah. just be, like, the evil twin. Or not evil twin, but, you know, that kind of style. I think that'd be epic. Yeah. I think that's kind of what Doomfist was supposed to be as well, though, right? Like, he's the big, yeah, burly, I'm going to punch you in the mouth. Like, who cares about punching? You need, like, big weapons, like, big okay. hammers, swyhanders, you know? Get, get, you know? <laughs> big uh, rocket launchers, that kind of shit. Can you imagine yeah, no, just I think this a weapon is, uh, that cleaves world people? Building. Yeah, uh, that's that's my that's my yeah. thought process. It's kind of cool though. I mean, it ties in with the current challenge that's going on on the game yeah. as well, right? What is the name of the challenge that's currently running? Uh, it's, oh, it's just the, the name of the map, right? Yeah, it's uh, Zeki. Let me see. Has the player Overwatch account tweeted it out? <laughs> yep. This oh, is not the current challenge. <laughs> that's going the new on. hero in the game. Mate, that guy is absolutely yeah. from the UK. He's got a super dry jacket on and jeans. That <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Way he, out uh, day. He's absolutely uh, from the UK. Kanazaka challenge. Power Watch. That's four. Uh, is the uh, absolute the Overwatch head. account uh, tweeted <laughs> about it? Yeah, he will be a three head when he lops off the top of his ears. <laughs> 
So yeah, maybe uh, maybe the story out. has to do with the release of the new map and stuff more. No, I think that, it does. It just more context, like because yeah. uh, looking at the video of the map, there is like graffiti and stuff, like you mentioned in the story, Bryn. Wouldn't it be great if they just added a graffiti artist into the game? Just but but I don't mean like someone cool like Banksy. I mean like an absolute Asbo loving chav, just just a real genuine British three head. Yeah, that was just just Tracer's dropout brother. <laughs> <laughs> Got yeah. a graffiti in. I think that'd be amazing. Not even not even a hero. He just turns up. He's like, how have I ended up in this mess? <laughs> yeah. yeah. What the fuck is going on here? What the fuck are you saying to me? <laughs> he headbutts people. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, let, we can we can talk about someone else now. Yeah. Let's talk. Let's, let's, there was an experimental patch that got released, um, and this it was, was all mad ex- interesting. Yeah, this is this is pretty much all yeah. the changes I wanted to see. Although I'm curious what your guys' thoughts are on this. So they made changes to essentially the the common complaint heroes at the moment, which is. Sigma, Ball, Ash, Hanzo, mm-hmm. I think. Or not. Oh my god, this I mean, so I don't think Hanzo is a but, but they but they buffed Hanzo, right? What did yeah. they do yeah. to Hanzo? They they buffed him. They made his storm arrows go faster. Okay. Which let's I think is top. Yeah. Let, let's start yeah. at the top of Ash. So they I think they've nerfed essentially the damage output. They said that when she's damage boosted, she, it, they found it was a bit weird that she could one shot two hundred HP targets. Completely Definitely agree. agree. Uh, mm-hmm. a little bit too oppressive. Um bearing in mind she can still do it to Widowmaker, I think. Just putting it out there. Oh, yeah, of um, course. I forgot about that, actually, and how it interacts with that. So, yeah, she can still one-shot yeah. damage-boosted headshot a Widow, yeah. but not any at other. medium range, yeah. Well, I suppose a Tracer as well, but nobody yeah. else. Um, and I think it aimed on sites recovery time, so they, what? They, they, they made that so faster. They... So you can poop, 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 out damage. I don't know why poop, 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 sure. but you can, you can <laughs> spam <laughs> out <laughs> damage faster, but the actual, there's not as much burst from Ash. Yeah. It's more... A huge amount of damage over time. I like mm-hmm. this. I mean, Ash kind of fulfilled the role that McCree usually encompassed, I think, and also took over the role of Widowmaker because she was yeah. that versatile. And I suppose that's what they wanted from her. But the trouble is with the map design in Overwatch is you find that essentially she's just going to take priority over both those heroes um, at the end of the day. You've got to remember yeah, I feel as like well. Ash was like the savior of the meta like a few months ago remember when we had like double shield during the season and yeah. ash with her dynamite like throwing over the shields dealing damage like that like it was really the savior of that meta and we were really really excited to see ash in the meta now i just feel like it's dragged on for too long like i'm <laughs> ready to leave ash behind yeah. like okay you had your glory days see you in six months or whatever i, th- I feel like it's a pretty decent nerf because it doesn't make her irrelevant but at the same time, like just that niche where you can use the dynamite and whatever. So yeah, yeah. welcome change. I, I, I also totally think Ash, agree. Yeah, I, I think she also represents uh, just like the evolution of hero design in Overwatch. Of like, you know, you look at a hero like McCree in 76 and you even throw like, I guess, Widow in there. But like she has the mobility with the coach gun to get up on the high ground. She could also knock back like the dynamite's like a sick ability. Her gun feels awesome to use. That like, you. Uh, I think. I think players wanted to play Ash desperately. She just wasn't good enough. And then once she became just good enough, she became like all the time because everybody yeah. just loves playing her so but much. But that's that's the other thing to remember. She was dog shit for a long time. Like she yeah. was truly <laughs> unplayable for a oh, long time. Yeah. So yep. now, she has now been nerfed, but it's. She she was in the meta for a long time. She's been in the meta for ages. So I, I think we'll it's irrelevant well. enough. But it's like, I don't want her to go back to just being irrelevant. The other thing as well is, 
part of the reason that she was so relevant recently is because Sigma's been played the entire time instead of Diva. So there's nobody mm-hmm. to eat the dynamite, mm-hmm. which is a huge part of her damage output. And you have to you always have to consider like all of the different things that they're doing. They're also doing a nerf to Sigma, which is going to start reintroducing, hopefully, the idea is, other off-tanks into the meta. And if that happens to be Diva, then I think that's going to, you know, impact Ash a little bit as well. Because you just won't be able to get the same value. When they um, buff heroes as well, um, sometimes it takes a while for the community to catch on to the the concept of them being powerful. I'm pretty sure, if you remember back to hero pools being introduced and like McCree being banned, and I think Widowmaker being banned in the same meta, and Ash was the only available hit scan. And then we start to sort of see teams experiment with. I think it was the Valiant who started to experiment with it first. The, 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 a lot of the Ash, comps. yeah. yeah. Um, and then we started to see other teams actually recognize the strength of that hero. I, I always think back to something that Jeff said. I don't think he said it publicly, but when we were molding over goats as a meta, um, they were making pretty radical balance changes all throughout the entire GOATS meta, but GOATS wouldn't go out of meta because teams yeah. are so reliant on it. And, uh, and something that he says is that um, the dev team at the time was pretty confident that GOATS had been nerfs sufficiently, enough that there, there was a better comp out there, but it takes time for the community and it takes time for the pro scene to catch on to those ideas and find a better comp. It takes time for that to develop. Um, well, there's a risk to it, right? Because like, if yeah. you're a team in the middle of the season and you're like, hey, are we going to stray away from one of the best compositions ever to play the counter comp? And it's like, in some cases, yes, that might be applicable. For example, for example, if you're like the Boston Uprising and you can't play Ghost to shit, like they, I remember when they played like some Doomfist and Sombra composition yeah, because yeah. they just couldn't play Ghost. Yeah. Shanghai, so like in those example. cases, yeah, maybe sure, yeah. Or if you're Chengdu, right? Just or as you said, Shanghai in like stage three, right? Just mm-hmm. play the counter comp because you're not good at what is meta. But for the most part, teams just don't want to take the risk to try something new in the middle of a season. You don't have That's time. It's very hard. You don't have time because you have like two weeks break between stages and then you have hero pools going in and you can't, you know, try all the different compositions. Like it's just not, it's just not yeah. possible to try all the new stuff. So I understand where also the development team is coming from where they're like, well, no one's trying it. Yeah, but they're, they're not trying it because there's a season going on and their jobs are on the line and they don't want to take the risk to do it. So um, I, I think... Uh, I don't know where I'm going with this, but yes. Yeah, I, 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 I kind of led us onto a tangent here, but that, that wasn't really my intention. I just wanted to, the, the, the way I wanted to lead it into the balance change that we're seeing is that sometimes these heroes are actually busted and they're subtly busted for a long time because the playbase hasn't really caught on to it yet. And this is just Ash kind of being, I think, towed back to that 50% win rate line where maybe she was just trickling over for a bit too long. I mean, I think this is... She's been nerfed before this as well, like in the in the subsequent patches, right? Her dynamite got nerfed. Uh, yeah, her dynamite got nerfed, and they're just yeah. slowly peeling back a couple of these buffs until they can get her back down to a it's reasonable level. Good way of level. balancing. Statistically, I like it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like the system that they're going for here. Uh, now, what does confuse me though is the Hanzo buffs at the same time, that, I, because I, to me, Hanzo occupies a very similar niche to somebody like Ash, where you can get up on the high ground really easily. You do a huge amount of damage to shields. Yeah. Um, Okay, you I don't mean, have, it's... like, the super accurate long-range stuff, but if you're a really good Hanzo, you are able to fulfill the sniper role incredibly uh, incredibly well, plus the consistent damage. And this is... Like, Hanzo was already really good. He just needed yes. other meta heroes to be nerfed for him to step up. He didn't need buffs to, like, creep even further in. Mm-hmm. I mean, do this you is quite this is a more quality buff. of life. Is it? Mm, no, this is this is. I feel like is another like this combined with Sigma is just like a direct 
go at shielding and potentially like multiple shields where Hanzo Storm Arrow and like another like somebody like a soldier right could just plow through any shield like instantly uh I feel like at least that's kind of what it's targeted at, or maybe trying to make Hanzo that character, right? Who just like insane shield break, like rapidly can kind of push you through a choke a little bit. Uh, mm. Maybe that's kind of where they're trying to position him. I mean, I don't, I just, I don't hate it. I mean, I thought Hanzo was already in a pretty good position though. I thought yeah, he was as well. Definitely is. Yeah. Um, but, but not all experimental changes go through. Yeah. I, mean, this I like change. it. Yeah. I like the I like the change and purely from the aspect of playing Hanzo. I think sometimes having one and a half second to two seconds of storm arrows is kind of tedious because you're forced to just like hold in mouse one and just like spam them away at something. Like I just want to get rid of them so I can refocus about positioning and actually aiming my arrows more properly. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm just not a fan. That's just like who I am in any game. I just don't like channeling abilities or like cast times or like whatever. And by nerfing the uh, quote-unquote cast time here you just get rid of the storm arrows a bit quicker so you can like rethink about the way you use your bow normally or reposition you know i mm -hmm. i don't think this is too much about balancing damage or whatever maybe it is maybe some pro will speak up about it like it enables something but i think for the most part it's just about making it more fun to play on so yeah yeah uh it's a it's a weird change second to that the most significant change in here i think um or coming up to the tanks is sigma this change to his shield, basically his, um, his redeploy time, essentially, his window of when he can redeploy goes up from one second to two and a half seconds. It's increasing it by, what was that, 150% increase. That is massive. And yeah. I, think I, mean, I think the justification said that they want a bit more commitment out of Sigma players, so they don't want them repositioning the shield all the time. And I distinctly mm -hmm. remember, again, um, one of the things I think it was Jeff that was talking about with Sigma is it, when they released Sigma as a hero, they were surprised at how much people were readjusting the shield all the time, yeah. repositioning it. Um, but it makes sense. Like you, it's kind of how you play Reinhardt as well at the time. You're trying to like kind of maximize your shield value so it's not getting broken instantly, and you're trying to reposition yeah. it always. Overwatch is an agile game. I think this might just gut Sigma completely if this change goes through. Completely. I think it allows, I think it allows D.Va to make a huge comeback. Uh, in but, yeah. Overwatch but is a fast game. It is. It's, and th that's, this is a really significant nerf. I don't want to take away from yeah. that. But I still think that Sigma's got enough all round. Like the, he's got the CC from the rock. He still puts out tons a of damage. large amount of damage. Yeah. Really large amount of damage. And the thing that this allows you to do is Sigma's still really powerful, but now you can punish him. Because you can... You see him put out a, a shield, and you know he can't reposition it quickly, so you have that moment of opportunity to try and get past, past it. it and punish mm -hmm. him. And I, I don't think that's going to ruin him. Because I think there's a lot of pl places where you can play Sigma up on like high ground areas where you can mitigate this. Like You're not playing in the thick of everything where you need to be readjusting your shield constantly. You would still like to readjust your shield a lot, but if you play if you play in more off-angle positions, you're not going to be dealing with the entire brunt of the team. Maybe sure. I don't think he's going to be played in like ball sigma comps, for example. I think that there's like way too much that can punish a ball, uh, can punish the sigma now in these kind of comps. But in slightly slower compositions that aren't like hectic, fast-paced ball sigma. Ash Tracer or whatever, you know, like mega high tempo. Uh, in the slightly slower compositions, I think Sigma's still going to be 
pretty pretty damn viable. Uh, I do think though that I could see a future experimental patch where they give him more shield health because I think with this change, like if you have to commit more to your shield placement, that shield is just gonna blow up. Like mm -hmm. Sigma already doesn't have a ton of shield health, and if you the reason you spam most of the time, I feel like now is not so much the shield placement. Obviously, it's a big factor, but it's also to just mitigate important damage and then you can take it away for the lesser damage like you know that like lose your shots or like send you out a spam or like the non-consequential stuff that doesn't really kill anyone but you can you can you can be more intentional with what damage you really block so you can block like the lethal hits if an ash has a high ground and you don't want to take headshots from her that kind of damage is the damage you really need to mitigate. And that's why the redeploy cooldown is really important because then you can block that damage, but you can also take it away really fast because when she is gone or someone is not a threat anymore, that's when you can take it off and you can take like the non-lethal damage and let your supports heal that up. Now, with a higher re redeploy cooldown, you have to be you have to commit more to your shield and it'll be harder to decide... You know, when is the lethal damage away? Uh, do I have to leave it up here? My shield is broken. I, I think this is going to actually be a quite a big nerf to Sigma overall because I think his shield is just going to blow up for the most part. And it's going to be really hard to decide, like, when am I safe for two and a half seconds? He needed a big nerf, though, yeah. right? I mean, I he think did. we're all in agreement that he needed yeah. a pretty substantial nerf. It's just whether this makes him <clears throat> sometimes viable or whether it just kind of kills him. But I Got him, yeah. I well, think, I think a bigger issue I have with it is that I think it's going to affect how funny feels to play. Um, right. It's going to make him feel clunkier. It definitely which is. Which is always... Oh, yeah, definitely. I think you, uh, at that point, I asked myself, okay, well, I think we should be... I say we as if I'm the development team. <laughs> uh, you should be looking in a different direction in terms of balancing a hero if it makes it less fun to play to tone True. down the power of it like by altering yep. some cooldowns or maybe the damage of his primary fire, something along those lines. And this is a change where I feel like there's already so much um, latent spam, Johnny, that you were talking about in a game of Overwatch at the moment um, in terms of just damage being chucked out. It's 700 damage or 700, 700 health on a shield really isn't that much. And now that you're forced to commit it, it's just going to get blown up instantly. Like I've had, yeah. I've had instances where I'm a dumbass and I just forget my shields out and it just goes instantly. <laughs> like I just forget to recall it sometimes and it, it just disappears. And then you're suddenly you're left like, oh, I've only got my grasp. I would, I would like to see them change some of the cooldowns, maybe somebody uh, tune some of the other numbers um, to do a Sigma to try and tone him down. He's definitely strong. Uh, but yeah, that's, uh, I don't know. One interesting change I'd like to see them do actually um, would be to change the, the rock hitbox size, make the rock smaller, which is mm. a weird change because you, you think, oh, it's, <laughs> that's like a weird nerf. But I think... How should we bring Sigma back in line? Oh, let's lower the hitbox on the rock. I, I think lowering the hitbox on the rock so it makes it harder to hit a stun. The stun is one of his primary things to stop people aggressing on him. Yeah. It's like one of the primary tools you use. But it's already a skill shot. It's already not that easy to hit it's it's yeah. massive like it, you you should only really be using yeah. rock anyway this is something that smacks taught me by the way oh, yeah. you should only be using rock when it's, you get a guaranteed hit and co coincidentally i mean when i say smacks taught me that it was actually 9k because 9k was the one who taught him that <laughs> so but the 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 lesson is like you should only really be using rock in in moments where you're going to be gaining value out of it 
uh, so it becomes less of a skill shot unless you're trying to cancel another Sigma out of the air or something, something ridiculous. Sure. But I think decreasing the size of it does two things. One, um, kind of makes it harder to hit, I think, uh, in terms of like just spamming it out up close and hitting your target. But two, it doesn't quite nerf him. It's kind of like a weird change because it means that you can actually fit it through more narrow gaps. Lord almighty, what are <laughs> it doesn't, you Sometimes, start, it, sometimes you're trying start. to hit it through a doorway and it clips on the side and explodes okay. before it hits your target. Yeah. So in some ways, it's a buff at the same time. I like little changes like that. Yeah, but that, I, isn't, um, that isn't a dramatic change to get him back yeah, in line and fix the meta. That's not going to the needle, yeah. But you can but, make... Uh, okay, they could do anyway. that as well. They yeah, could literally do that as well. This is a change that I would have liked to have seen, but also I'm just saying that I think any change that makes a hero feel clunkier... I don't like. I feel like you, you don't want to be taking away that feeling. Like, one of the worst changes, in my opinion, was changing the fire rate of McCree for him after, after so long of having a faster fire rate because... But that's, it, that's crazy to have that opinion, though, because they made him more fun, let's say, by increasing the fire rate. So I just, think, I just think you it, should never touch aspects that build, like, muscle memory, like shield time in terms of bringing a shield up, pulling so, it down, so never, fire rate. So rates. you can never use that ever as a bell. If you're, if you're the dev team, the first time you have this and you put it out there, there's no adjusting that I think it should be out. a last resort because it affects, affects players who have built muscle memory on their favorite hero. It affects the, the overall feel of a character and, and, and how fluid it feels to play. It, it, just, it just throws everything out of whack. I think it should be a last resort in terms of touching it, in terms of a balancing. I'm not saying never touch it. I just, I just yeah. don't like to see it as... As one of the it probably uh, is because uh, I mean we've seen them try and do multiple things with Sigma like adjustments and clearly none of it's kind of gotten him out of the spotlight. Well, what have so. they what have they actually done? They reduced his shield health and then they have yeah. they touched didn't his they do, primary uh, fire didn't damage. Did they do another thing where you had to recall the shield? Right, they changed that whole mechanic because you didn't have to recall a shield uh, if yeah. I remember correctly. Right, you can just throw a new one out or something yes. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was bonkers at the beginning. Oh yeah, it was. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I think really touching his primary fire. Sorry, Johnny, what were you gonna say? Uh, no, no, no. You, you, you were going on. Go on. I would. I mean, I was just gonna try and Rant. put a ribbon on it. To be honest. All right. Because I've been well, going I would on, just on, say on, that on. they categorized him. Like I, I still think of Sigma now as like, well, we're making a double shield or a bunker comp. Who do we bring? Oh, we bring Sigma. But now I don't think it, uh, of Sigma as like, oh, we're playing, we're playing Wrecking Ball. Let's play Sigma. Like, that's, that's not what I want to think. And now I won't think that anymore. Like, exactly. to, I to think Joshua's point, I think yeah. it's a good change. I, I think they've categorized that. him well now. And I do think when he's still being played in like Orisa compositions, that is when uh, you make that decision like, when do I deploy my shield? Well, Orisa's shield is broken. And now we got to wait for the cooldown. That sure. is an obvious example of, hey, it's time to use Sigma Shield. And that's where the redeploy cooldown matters yeah. less. I, I actually but if you play a dive comp, it's high-paced. You need to put your shield up. You need to spare the shield because it's the only shield you have. Reposition because there's... Tra no, there's not tracers. Don't play tracers anymore. The ashes and other diving stuff. Like That's when a redeploy cooldown is really important. But I think still in like stable compositions, I'm glad Sigma like remains that second shield hero there. I... I think it's egregious that Sigma was played in dive comps. <laughs> that is actually like that is that's unbelievable to me. Like if you He's really take a step back, yeah. If you really take a step back and think, like, what the fuck was that guy doing playing the dive comps with Ball and Winston? Like what? <laughs> like how does that make it's any really sense? Good. He doesn't synergize with them at all. Yeah. He just 
he's just so good that he's better than running other off tanks that synergize yeah. better. Like that is that that's wild. Yeah. So he definitely needs changes. Th- that's why I think this is a good change personally. The uh, the other change just to get off this topic of Sigma because I think we've we've just done it to death here. But wrecking balls we another change we're looking at, yeah. and it's basically lowering his adaptive shields. How much how much shields he gets? Um, because I can understand this. I think they buffed. Yeah. As far as I remember, they buffed wrecking ball in kind of response to double shield as a way to dislodge double shield a little bit. I can't remember all and of the buffs. And increase the survivability. I know it's it, they're, they're they're numerous, but. Um, I think this is just essentially they've realized, okay, shield tanks have been nerfed pretty hard in terms of their their bunker ability, if you will. Um, uh, and now I think Wrecking Ball is just being taken a look at and it's like, okay, well, maybe you're a little bit too yeah, opportuned. Ball is incredible. As people <laughs> yes. get better and better at Ball, Ball is an insanely good hero. Yeah. And yeah. I love that they are not just removing all of the cool pieces of tech and instead they are nerfing his default kit. That to me is the perfect way of nerfing Wrecking Ball. If instead yeah. they were like, no, instead you can't do these cool things where you yeah. can you know, use the tech <laughs> to be able to get up on crazy high grounds or get like wild boops onto people, like all of the cool shit that balls do. Yeah. Keep that in the game and nerf the, nerf the stuff like this that allows you to punish them when you catch them in bad yeah. positions. This, yeah. I think this is the perfect I'm a, I'm a big fan yeah. of it. I yeah. think... Um, I agree. The dev team have uh, also like I, I can't remember when they did this, but they essentially they made a, a bit of a mantra when it comes to if a hero <clears> has <throat> these little quirks in the engine that they can do stuff. The first example was the Mercy Super Jump, yeah, um, but it was inconsistent and it was a bug. And Don't then they basically the dash. they fixed the bug. Oh, you had a Genji ledge dash. I mean, that had to go. That was just absurd. <laughs> I uh, love it. <laughs> that was absolutely you could Bring catapult yourself. Bring it back. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I remember the Mercy Super Jump, and it was, it was, I mean, it was a bug. And then they fixed it, but they made it so that it was uh, replicatable. Like, you could actually do it now. A consistent thing that yeah. you can do by cancelling out mechanics. I, I, to, to this day, I have two hours of Mercy played. I have no fucking clue how that <laughs> You don't know works. how to Mercy Super Jump? Nope. Oh, my God. I mean, even I, I know how to Mercy Super Jump. I don't know, jump, what, the, I don't know what buttons yeah. you have to press, but I know you can do it consistently now. You can, yeah. Um, so yeah. I love, I, I think that's a fantastic philosophy to take with balancing. And yeah, you're right. I, I think not touching those tiny little tech things, like when he gets forward momentum, when he power drives, so you can land on edges if you're just off of it. Yeah, you like can that. Like little, whack into a wall and go upwards yeah, yeah, when you hold this. And uh, uh, it's, it's crazy. All games, well, I've had stuff like that. But yeah, like some devs have taken different approaches on how they wanted to uh, go about mm-hmm. it. Like, uh, do you guys remember? I mean, maybe not, but like Halo Two had like the BXRs and like uh, different types of yeah, like button combos that you could do. That like they ended up leaving 10. in the that <laughs> <laughs> they ended up leaving in the game, uh, which everybody loved. It was just like another little like extra wrinkle on like skill, uh-huh. right? Imagine yeah. when uh, you were I- ten playing that game, encountering those bugs. Matt had already retired as a professional player. <laughs> That's insane. Uh, no. <laughs> No, you have the years wrong. Yeah. Probably uh, a pretty close retirement, yeah, but not, not, not fully retired. <laughs> he was on MLG TV back then. I was playing yeah. coagulation with my mates in Sweden. Matt was on TV doing reality I was TV. In, uh, I was in the, the big race on Waterworks just killing people in the spa. You remember that map? He doesn't remember what Halo 2 at all. Say? I remember. I thought that was World of Warcraft. I actually thought you were talking about World of Warcraft. That's the, horrible. The, the, the thing with like the big uh, the big loop by the beach map. 
I don't know. I don't know. That was why. Halo uh, Three. Zelda. Uh, what was it? Uh, no. Yeah. Uh, so Zandalar so, so, had oh, like Zandalar was in Halo Two. Yeah, wasn't yeah. It? Zandalar was in Halo I Two. I remember it had that the map. Big, yeah. Uh, it had the big hoop in the middle, and then yeah. it was like one flag CTF uh, Zandalar. Everybody played. Yeah. Yeah. I was well, a big uh, needler guy. I like the needler. That was a good weapon. That was fun yeah. to play. Do we move on? Aim button there. Uh, yeah, probably. I wanted to. I wanted to say about ball. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I've I've been trying to play some main tank. Uh, you know, in the off season, you know, trying to get my hours in, make sure I'm actually capable of getting Grandmaster again. And I, I swear to God, I'm so happy about these tank changes. Like, I know we've just like killed the segment and like we've done it for like 15 minutes, but I can't emphasize enough how much I hated the Wrecking Ball Sigma meta. Like, it was so, and I felt like a boomer at the time. Like, <laughs> I felt so washed up and I felt so bad because I'm in these games with these kids. And they're like trying to go pro. They're like in contenders and open division. And I'm here just plagiarizing their games and just like losing SR. They're like, like Johnny, thank you for throwing. And I'm like just playing Sigma. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I've never felt so bad in my life. And I, I, I hated that meta. And I was just like, I just wish Winston and Reinhardt would come back. It felt like, <laughs> it felt like playing. It felt so like you playing. hated it because you couldn't adjust and be good at it. No, it just wasn't fun to play. I just don't enjoy playing ball. Like, I don't go in there and, like, I want to play Trackmania. Like, that's not what I want to do. I want to play Winston or Reinhardt and coordinate with my team or whatever. And so, I've been watching and, and a bunch so of the... I, um, I've been watching a bunch of Contenders VODs um, to, to prep for next year. And I... The, a lot of the Gauntlet stuff and the recent Contender season was all played with this... Uh, with the Wrecking Ball. And I'm pretty... I'm pretty confident... The, the new wave of ball players that are coming in are better than anything we've ever seen in Overwatch. Like, Eamon's absolute peaks, the Contenders players have just been better than that. Like, everything That's that sick, I've seen though. in Contenders. It's like, insane, the, yeah. I think I genuinely believe that as well. I know that a lot of people, I've been listening to podcasts and stuff, and people are like, oh yeah, Gaga's the best ball in Contenders. I'm not sure how he quite stuck up to Eamon. Bro, fucking people didn't play ball in Overwatch League. These guys are going to come <laughs> in and be better. Unless the Overwatch League yeah. tanks have been... Hardcore Grinding. practicing, which I'm sure they have as well, by the way. I'm sure the Overwatch League tanks have actually gotten a lot better at ball than the last time we saw them sure. too, because it's been meta in ranked for ages, so people have been forced to work on it. But like, I'm confident that if ball gets played next year, it's going to be way better than anything we've seen before in the league. Because like the ball gameplay previously was, it was all right, but it wasn't great. But there's some cracked out people that are coming in this year, and I'm sure the the tanks have been practicing it themselves as well. I'm so excited actually to see what people yeah. are gonna do. That that hero is fun when it's played at like oh, yeah. peak level. It, it's really been a big big change in perspective for me for where I am in my career now in Overwatch after like five years of game being released. I feel like at times I'm just this guy in like basketball who's like, oh, I love the mid range two point shooter guy <laughs> it's like dude these days you play on three-point shooters and like stephen curry and i'm usually like on the san antonio spurs just like yeah you know jump up shots you know he talks about his career he talks about his career as a player uh he's been retired for like eight years and he plays ranked like Five two years. hours a week he plays ranked like two hours a week he's like my yeah. career as a player like uh, you're, you're basically out there in diamond with us i mean come Do you on remember now. apex like, oh my god, dude. That's a century ago. 
By the way, yeah, people what? really loved our episode with uh, with Custer where we Custer. were going through the mm. the Dallas game. We should absolutely continue that series. I'm I really we should watch want a game to... that Johnny played in. Yes, no. I really no. want to watch a game that Johnny Stop. played in. Yeah. No. I really want to send us your favorite game in the comments of your favorite memory of reinforces a player, and we'll watch Relive it. The glory I never rewatched my games. I never rewatched my games. Well, Even the we're gonna. One. You're because gonna watch it with I, I the three of us critiquing it. <laughs> I couldn't even watch them and critique myself. I, I d never watched my own loads because I just couldn't do it. Like mentally, really? I just yeah. Maybe you needed people like me, Brennan, Josh to watch and critique and give you that advice that you needed <laughs> oh to push God. you to that next level. You know. Oh my well, lord! Awakening past trauma. Yeah. With this, yeah. Yeah. We're, gonna, we're gonna start vod reviewing and we'll have to sub Johnny off the show to watch Johnny's mods. <laughs> Let's bring Tvik on to watch Johnny Vods. <laughs> yeah, let's get Zeposai back. Yeah. Do you want to get swoosh? Criticize yeah, me? Yeah, let's get swoosh. God, yeah, that'd be let's oh, get, let's get Lulsish on to do a Vod review of Jonathan. <laughs> yeah. We'll play all uh, of the clips where Johnny said that he would be amazing in the Overwatch League right before, so he won't, he won't say that. I don't many remember any clips of that. I'll defend my boy uh, Johnny here. Can we I move like on? You're making that up. What's the next <laughs> can topic, move, Can we move on? <laughs> What's the next topic, Brent? Yeah, the next topic is an important one. So, big news in the general scene, I guess. Our boy, Mitch Leslie, is now a father. Ooh. He's had a child. Uber has a child now with, uh, with Ashley. Unreal. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, this is, this is pretty big news. That is huge. Yeah. 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 Griffin, I don't know how to people. pronounce the middle name. Theophilus. Theophilus. Leslie. Gamer. Yeah. I mean, that is a big That's boy a as well. That's a large child. That yeah. is a large baby. I mean, Eight pound 12 is large. Eight pound 12 is pretty big. I was oh, 10 pound yeah. nine as a you child. You were 10 pound nine as a child? Yeah. <laughs> Mate, you Jesus came out fully Christ. formed. <laughs> what the fuck, bro? It's ten pound nine as a child. What, did yeah. you split your mother on the way out in twain? <laughs> I was, I was, right. I was ten pound nine, fam. Oh, yeah. God damn! How did that the woman recover? Uh, <laughs> Holy fuck! The average, the average birth weight of a baby is seven and a half pounds. Holy shit! Dude, you were like you a were baby huge. with a fucking twin's head stuck to you as you came out. <laughs> you enormous son of a bitch. Yeah, they, yeah, Ten I mean, pounds. I don't want to make this about me because it it's about their child. But, but you instantly doctors, made it about yourself. Though. I didn't intend to. I just thought it, it was funny because <laughs> you said that was large and I didn't think that was large. I mean, I, 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 yeah, I did Could think that was large. Bren probably came out with just this fucking eight pound head, just a fucking big bowling ball, just on a little fucking thing. Just... Did your, did your mum know Andre the Giant? <laughs> Was he the local milkman? <laughs> the doctors said, "Oh yeah, he's gonna be a rugby player, that lad." And little, little, Look where you are! Little did they know. Yeah, you came out. You came Absolute out ten twink. pounds. 20 years later, you only gained another, you know, 50. <laughs> yeah. God anyway, don't, let's not make it about me. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Beautiful moment for our friend here, Mitch Leslie, of course, now a father. And uh, I'm welcoming Griffin Leslie to the world. Straight what do you think he's going to play in WoW? Straight yeah, jumped out the room well? and almost fragged the doctor. <laughs> That's a good line. <laughs> it is an incredible yeah. line. But what's that picture there? What do you mean? Read the car, read the... Uh... Noob. With the controller, I love it. 
used to think that the hardest thing was getting out of plat while being I don't even know how to pronounce rotisserie. Yeah. Basically spit roasted is what he's saying, but he has a politer way of putting it. It's 69 yeah. episode. What, 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 we're not going to dance around this shit. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a big... Uh, it, God, I can't... Look at how peaceful he looks. And, and imagine right before this that Wait. he was peeing and throwing up. And then he just goes... And then he just rocks up to sleep like this. Like, yeah, I'm good. Like, yes, that was you at one point, Matt. Yeah. Huh? That was all of us at one point. I think Matt came out. Oh, the, I never did that. I think I Matt came out as like a an actual tiny man with a beard. <laughs> <laughs> I I genuinely think he face. came out as a as an old man. Yeah. I can't imagine Matt as anything other than an old man now. <laughs> yeah, it's it's um I don't know. I feel like it's it's quite a magical thing, but it's also something that I will not be able to um put myself in the shoes of until it actually happens they always say yeah. that it, yeah i think yeah. It, it literally will alter your brain chemistry having a child yeah and seeing your own child and your own offspring yeah. as well especially if uh, you're yeah. a mother yeah those, yeah those studies are crazy yeah it's 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 something that uh, you, you don't really know the significance of i have worked with a lot of uh I, i've been weirdly enough I've been around. And Are you worked. about to say you've met a lot of dads? <laughs> this is the thing, though. Because I've met a lot of dads. I've worked with a lot of people. Yeah, a lot of people of who are dads. Of course, I've met a lot of dads. <laughs> well, I'm about to say though, dads. I've met. I've been working with and surrounded with a lot of people who have become dads, ah, and I've seen no. the kind of evolution. The, yeah, yeah. The and shift. The the shift. It's it's yeah. It's something that's um that I've recognised that I won't ever truly know until I am. Uh, God forbid. <laughs> to my to my future children until, you until i have a father into the gene pool yeah god forbid yeah the uh but yeah it's it's a it's a magical thing so um, i thought um, we'd make that little say i didn't actually make yeah. this run a show i don't but. know whether you should try and find a, a, a smaller woman to balance out your horrific monster giant genes monster giant like genes. you might create a normal sized human if you uh if you find a bro woman i want nba kids i want my kids to be in the nba well there we go <laughs> yeah. listen yeah. i i yeah i i, I mean i mean do they say they this? say the average baby at one month is like 10 pounds you came out like you know you were yeah, you, you came were out one huge month old, one month old fam yeah yeah you, you are massive what's the average height of a baby matt uh hold on let me find it uh, so the average height at one month is 21.5 inches. Oh, that's crazy. That's like Matt when he's early 20s. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we could, Josh, hasn't, Josh hasn't grown a hair on his head since coming out the womb. It just came out like that all brillowy. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I that. actually, this is what baby hair looks like. It, it's like the <laughs> yeah. top is like yeah, molding you never away. Got real hair. You just got, you just kept the baby hair. <laughs> oh my god! Hopefully, Mitch's anyway, kid has better luck than we, you with hair. Can, I mean, <laughs> we, we can shift this conversation along. And congratulations! Talk about, uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, he's going to be a great yeah, dad. Yeah, congratulations, Mitch and Ashley, of course, and uh, good uh, luck in the future. Yeah, baby growth into the world. <laughs> I mean, the, we'll uh, see them in the future, but yeah, I mean, we'll, <laughs> Josh, like, good luck in the future. Like, we're never going to see them again. I, I, I mean, you know, good luck with the. the I, I'm, I'm, the, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, good luck in your future, whatever you do. <laughs> yeah, see you later. Yeah, that's what Josh basically is just like. Yeah, there you go. That was Mitch and Ashley. See you guys. Uh, whatever. <laughs> in other news. 
Yeah, they moved to Texas, this, Johnny. This to- See, they who wrote up. this runner show? <laughs> the title for this next topic is Matt joins the dark side of official what? Blizzard employees. <laughs> yeah, I, I wrote this. I changed that? I wrote this uh, and uh, thought that we would change it beforehand, but we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there we go. Yeah. yeah. Matt's, the, uh, Matt's joined the... Uh, well, why, the does, I, why does he get... Ce- why does Mitch get celebrated and then you guys roast me? I think this is worth celebrating, Matt. It is. It's like, it is. It yeah. is. It's an evolution in your career. I think uh, I'm quite proud of you, actually, as well. Like a, yeah. like a father would to a son, despite the fact that I just said I couldn't empathize with dad. No, it's, uh, um, it's what, really awesome. What is so your you official title? Fatherhood. What is uh, your official title for us to put in the uh, lower third? Uh, it is uh, Senior Manager of Product and Content for Activision Blizzard Esports. Yeah, that doesn't fit. We'll, we'll just, <laughs> yeah. we'll just uh, say so you can just... full-time employee. That is a just long cut title. The senior <laughs> part. Cut the senior part in the title and just do Manager of Product and Content. Yeah, everyone well, knows yeah, he's yeah, senior yeah, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everybody knows I'm old anyway, right? Wait, are you yeah. sure it was I mean, senior and not senile Manager of Product <laughs> and Content? <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I, I'll, I'll have to check. I am not the CEO of Blizzard. That is not there true. Is. <laughs> senile, not the CEO. But, okay, so explain what this means uh, for the show. Explain what this means yeah. what you're going to be doing for us. As the people, Matt. What do you mean, you? As and if we're not happy uh, with what you're doing, I ain't doing, for any, us, I ain't doing anything for you. I mean, that, Matt is technically our dad now. I represent I the people, dad. Yeah, what uh, are you no, doing for working, us, the uh, common folk? Yeah, I mean, it'll, it's a lot of work across like both leagues. So, like I mentioned in the tweet, it's again uh, through Call of Duty and Overwatch, uh, but a lot of uh, just kind of consulting on like what the overall products are for both games and like what the future is and. Uh, how we make awesome stuff for the community for both games, uh, whether, you know, stuff for the broadcast, stuff for content, and then just uh, other things for people to be a part of. Uh, so I'm super excited. I get to use a lot of the stuff uh, like that I've done in my career in the past now uh-huh. to actually uh, kind of impact like Overwatch and Call of Duty. I mean, these are the two games I like really love, right? Uh, those are the games I kind yeah. of like started with done forever. And World of uh, Warcraft. And- did they not let you work on World, World of Warcraft, Warcraft as well? Yeah, they won't let me near it because it's like right? crack. I'll never, I'll never end up uh, running away. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then I, I also think it's kind of cool like uh, like this. And I know uh, I spoke with Monty a little bit before. And uh, it's just uh, cool to see talent like in the industry kind of move into positions like this, right? Because uh, we we know the fan base is really well of like all the games we work in and we're like really kind of like out there being a part of the community and then to be able to kind of like lend that expertise and like how close we are to these communities to like, uh, you know, everybody who works on the product is just really cool to see. Uh, yeah. A lot of, I mean, so. a lot of the other talent that's been working in other esports have taken wildly different gigs because they feel like there's a ceiling when it comes to being broadcast talent. Yeah. Like, yeah. uh, Henry G and uh, Moses are Moses. both into yep. being general managers and uh, of CS teams. And then uh, was it uh, Jat went to work on the development team? I want to say in and League of Legends. And then he Legends. went to Liquid. Yeah, went to, yeah, then, went to yes. Liquid as a coach, and then he went right? To coach, yeah. So yeah, but the- a lot of people were going elsewhere. This is this is a bit new because you're just you're moving into like a a Bro- position to still be on the broadcast and influencing areas of the league. Like, yeah. But, but at the same but time, but it's great still though because I still want to be on camera because I still like getting on camera and you know enjoying Overwatch League and yeah. everything we do there and Call of Duty as well. He's a sucker and for the yes, fame. Good to see your narcissism hasn't been well, kept out check. <laughs> well, 
Yeah. I mean, look, sometimes it, you know, like I, I am who I am, you know, better or worse. It's what I am. I will say, uh, one of my favorite things about this move is now that when we're having a discussion, the three of us uh, on this show about something that Matt can't talk about, he's just going to sit there silently with his garden gnome eyes. Just look at that, <laughs> looking around like, yep, yeah, there it is. And, I, and I, we're going to know when uh, Matt's like has some confidential info that he cannot talk about. And we're no, going like to be just discussing Josh, this. Like, a spokesperson uh, now. So everything uh, Matt says is official. No, that is not true either. Uh, you mentioned though, Josh, like when you look around and like so many other esports talent, like they have to make the decision of like to give up talent and do something else or, uh, you know, stay in talent, right? Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. To where this is awesome because, you know, we, we all like live and breathe like Overwatch. Like I love Call of Duty as well. So like to be able to stay and do talent and also work on like the back end of both leagues and just gain experience, like work with the wider teams. Like uh, it's a real ideal scenario. And it's uh, something that we, cause we only like on the broadcast get the interface with like a, a small selection of people, I would say, right? Like, yeah, uh, you know, behind the scenes. Uh, now that I've been like internal and I've been able to like kind of go around and meet everybody, uh, everybody is just so passionate about the games as well. Like, and just incredibly nice. So it's super, uh it's super cool to just, like meet everybody that kind of affects the product that we we never even met like on the talent side right like there's a lot of people oh. like that work on the product Tons every day and yeah yeah and uh to meet all those people and like you know they know everything we do and uh everything on the broadcast just super cool to see so uh yeah. i'm excited to do more work <laughs> and then hopefully <laughs> huh you said yeah yeah meet all these people who know everything we do i'm like oh god yeah maybe you should maybe you should hide a little bit more uh <laughs> I, got, I just had flashbacks to uh when we were coming back from one of the home stands and i remember we got so drunk at the airport oh god i forgot about that actually <laughs> oh, what you guys we, do we were coming back from was it dallas yeah, I think it was Dallas because we were getting Southern fried chicken or something. Yeah, we got we got chicken at the airport and almost missed our flight. But we were. Oh my we just god! Got, I remember we, that you bought got, chicken at the airport and brought it into the plane. So the entire plane <laughs> we stunk got fried chicken. It was so bad. Oh yeah, we were god. really we, we were doing shots at the bar and then we were like, oh, we're really hungry because we've been drinking. Let's get some chicken. Oh shit! Our, our flight. flight. <laughs> they were caught last call for Joshua Wilkinson and Brennan Hooker. We were like, oh fuck! Running through the airport with a fried chicken. But I remember we had the the, the ten gallon hats on. Oh so yeah, we decided we did. to take them as well. So we had the Wait, ten what? gallon hats on, pissed drunk on tequila with the Palmer's chicken as well in hand. And I and I remember some guy just found it so fucking funny. I was like, yeah, this guy's enjoying it. And I was so drunk that I forgot that he'd worked on the show with us. <laughs> that's why he found it funny, because he knew us already. But everyone else on the plane was just fucking hating their I, lives. I love how it's the stank. fact, by the way, is I went from, oh, yeah, everybody like knows and like knows all the stuff we do and watches. And the first thing you do after I say that is just tell a story about how you were... <laughs> Piss drunk with a bunch of chicken running through a plane. I mean, listen, <laughs> you gotta stand. enjoy your youth while you got it, you know. Yeah, and that's true. one of the examples. I'll tell that to my grandchildren. I say, you ever, you ever find yourself at an airport? Get the chicken. Well, why Get would you tell? Chicken. Why would you tell them about it? Just, just right. show them your. There, just give them your phone and make them watch episode sixty nine of Plat Chat and let them. <laughs> Let them contribute through the ad money that yeah, we'll collect forever. They have to be old Fantastic. enough, though. Yeah, they have to be. You have to be old enough. For they that have to one. be over eighteen yeah. for this yep. one.
yeah. Anyway, I mean, is there anything more you want to add add to this topic, Matt? About it, I feel like we've covered I, it pretty, pretty. I, I kind of said everything uh, on it. Yeah. yeah, you guys like it's. Uh, it's good to have a schedule and like actually like do work oh, daily. Uh, what is that? That's that like is... is that your LinkedIn picture? No, it should be. No, it also, should be. I think I, I took this picture. I think I took this picture in Poland. In Poland, uh, in, in Katowice for World Cup. Cup. Oh. Yeah, for World Cup. Yeah. Johnny was playing. No, I wasn't. I was doing oh, yeah, talent. No, Johnny, Johnny was <laughs> that, talent. Yeah. That, was, that, was the, that was the event in Poland where I was the analyst. I, I, was, I think it was my first. Oh. No, it was not my no, first that was the thing, one but I was there. And Sweden was there. And they, they were screaming with the new Misfits lineup. And I saw them scream with the new Misfits lineup. I was like, oh, this is curious. And I was like, oh. Oh, that me. is what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were scrimming without you. You, you. you were doing analysis and you saw your team scrimming without you. Oh, no, no, no. They didn't qualify there. But, oh, my God. Like, a, a, a World they Cup were practicing team, a World against Cup team Korea. qualifier had scrims and they were practicing the Misfits tryouts and, like, during the time. And so <laughs> I was watching this. Like, I was, like, yeah. China or, like, Poland or something. No, it's Korea. Oh, Korea? Korea yeah. was screaming Misfits, the new lineup, and I didn't know that they were screaming, because obviously I was booted, so that was how I found out. I was watching Korea scrims in Poland, and they were playing the new team. <laughs> Johnny <laughs> also, uh, he also, uh, he also, I thought Johnny knew the currency when we were in Poland, and I, <laughs> when I asked no, him how much no. money I should take out of the ATM, and he didn't know, but didn't tell me. And he's like, oh, I don't know, like 2,000 Zlotties. And then I went to the bar and like a drink was like six. I was like, how much <laughs> money do I have? I just had so much of this like colorful paper money. My air conditioner didn't work. So I just had to sit in the hotel lobby until I basically was about to go to sleep and then just go up to my room and just lay there and pass out. You could have thrown cash was... at people to fix it. You could have actually just paid for a new air conditioner. Oh, they gave me like a little fan. I got like a little fan to my one of my one of my favorite events to work was the Thailand World Cup stop. I mean, because <laughs> can we even tell the stories from that? I mean, it was just fun, wasn't it? It was chaos, but it was fun. That was <laughs> the only ones where I'm enjoying it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Me and Brent were reveling in it because <laughs> ZP would come into the green room, but we, which we were sharing with the cosplayers. Yeah, and he'd be like. The curtains, the mold, the curtains on the mold on the curtains. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. It's just fun, man. Yeah, it's I like mean, you gotta embrace the chaos. Yeah, I, I, I love traveling around, and especially that's what I would have loved about the homestands as well. The sh the shittier they are, the shittier an event is, the funnier it is. Yeah, I think so. Like as genuinely, well. there's something people... amazing about working a really polished event, but. When you're not working crap events constantly, when you have the position of privilege for working for the Overwatch League, where 99% of what you do uh, is amazing, the one time you get something crap, it's like, oh yeah, I remember what eSports is, is like. Esports <laughs> yeah. right here. I, uh, I, I think back to like, uh, I mean, MLG events were always like great. Like Adam Apicella and that team like always like did like an awesome job. Like. Those were always like really easy to work, but then you would go and do some of the other events that were going on at the time. And it was like, yeah, you guys like might be here till like two o'clock in the morning. We don't know. Like, we're just going to keep going. It's like nobody had any idea what's going on. Like, you'd be like, where's catering? Nobody would have any food. Like, you'd have to. <laughs> there was one, uh, one event where it was, there were only like four casters, and it was me, Gandhi, Golden Boy, and uh, Maven. 
uh, which was just a, a terrible combo of people. Uh, <laughs> And and then it was like Gandhi's last event, and we used it against Golden Boy the entire weekend. And Golden Boy was like the talent like manager, and we basically just told him we weren't going to get dressed up for the show. We were just going to wear t-shirts, and like <laughs> they were no other casters in town, so like you couldn't really do anything. So like we just grabbed a bunch of t-shirts, like we were wearing them. Golden Boy would be like, "You guys," like, and there was no caster schedule. It was like, "Oh yeah, well you guys go, then we'll go, and then oh, I'll stay for this one." Like. It was just kind of like going on the fly. And I remember they were like some games where Alex would come to me and Maven like, are you guys ready? And Clint would just be like, nah, I'm not ready. I'm just not going to do it. It's like, huh? like, it's like, what do you mean? Like, he's like, yeah, I just don't really feel like it. One time, uh, Clint bailed on me for a finals. <laughs> he just, he, uh, <laughs> oh, this is great. We were at an event in, uh, I think it was Nashville. And, uh, the finals just wasn't going to be a good match. Like you kind of <laughs> knew it. And, and I just remember I was like, ah, oh, Clint, like, right. He's like, man, I really just don't feel good. Like, and then you're just going to go back to the room and sleep. And I'm like, the finals are going to be starting in like 20 minutes. He's like, Oh, well you can find somebody else to do it. Right. And I'm like, what do you, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> so, so I grabbed, uh, I grabbed TP who's like, a. Uh, cod player streamer it was the first game i think teams ever casted was a final at this event <laughs> didn't even have clothes he just had a jersey on he was just he just got done playing uh, i was like you want to cast the finals with me he's like yeah sure whatever i'm like <laughs> and then uh and then i found clint in the hallway in his underwear he locked himself out of the room and was just walking <laughs> up and down the hallway <laughs> 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 So in summary, oh. Matt is going to bring back the good old days of Easter <laughs> Blizzard. Nope. I like the way oh. we do things now. It's funny, yeah, actually, so like, nice. getting into another eSports title and, like, watching Valorant as a game go progress through. and go through <laughs> the early stages of eSports. Yeah. And it is... Early eSports hasn't left. It's, no. still, it's still here. It's just waiting for a new title to jump, to <laughs> yeah. jump on. Yeah. It's just so awesome to see how far like uh, so yeah. many games have gone, though, right? Like you think back, this is a this is a <laughs> Deadpool doing some. <laughs> Did you see that was Spider Man? <laughs> it looks like Spider Man. He's with that is Spider Man. Not He's oh, that is egregious. I, that know, is I am actually a boomer. All right, well, we've literally watched Deadpool together yeah. in the cinema. I've seen it. Oh, I think so. Yeah, I've seen it. I just can't remember who they are. I think sometimes we take uh, how far esports has come for granted. Yeah, uh, definitely. With how, with how consistent it is to get like good esports, it is. Uh, uh, it is... New fans to the Overwatch League don't understand. They actually well, five don't. Five years understand. ago, I was five years ago. Dreamhack Jonkerping. Jonkerping. Yeah, Yon Jerping. No, no. Yes, there it is. Yon Jerping. Josh did it. I don't know how to pronounce it. I was sharing a shed with like softer, eight other people softer. at the back. Sleeping on the floor well, to that, cast Team Fortress that, 2. That time you shared a shed with everybody, yeah. I wasn't able to share the shed because I didn't get in quickly enough. So I had to buy a hotel on the other side of Yonshurping. And the first night when I got off the plane and walked there because I couldn't <laughs> oh, afford the taxi. Bro, this yeah. is my first esports event I ever casted. I walked to the hotel and they didn't <laughs> open after 10 p.m. So I had to sleep in a McDonald's that night. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> is Josh supposed to be doing a cosplay of the guy on the banner behind him? <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that what is supposed to be going on? Oh my god. Yeah. I, bro, this I mean, was, my lord, Josh, you look, you look the same. This was an event. Yeah, this is the event that never finished. This oh yeah, wait, wait, how, I, did, how did it never finish? I organized this event. This was this was my flagship event that I had brought to DreamHack. Right, it was running in the. We told this story like three yeah. times. I don't yeah. know. If I've heard this. And the 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 grand finals. It we were running in the expo area instead of the actual oh, normal area. It closed early. It closes instead at 11 p.m. Yeah, exactly, 11. and security will kick you out. We got to the grand finals. It was tied five five. <laughs> going to or whatever it was three three. Going to the fifth map. Going to the seventh <laughs> map. <laughs> seventh map. Yeah. And, and they were like, you have to leave. You have to leave right now. You're not allowed to play another map. You have to I leave remember, immediately. I remember casting. My first casting event ever. Casting. And I'm casting as normal. And I can just sense something wrong in the air. <laughs> as, I, as I look over and I see Josh and Cadus just talking and looking nervous. Just <laughs> looking at each other like this. Like... And I see security walking. I'm like, oh, that's weird. And I carry on. Um, and we stopped. I remember it was 1-1 on, on King of the Hill. We stopped. Yeah. Went to a break, came back, and Josh was there saying, yeah, we've been kicked out of the venue. <laughs> I can play that clip right now if you guys want me to. I, yeah. I, I don't think we should look it. at it. No, I don't think we need the clip. I think we need this clip. I want to see this. This is it. <laughs> <laughs> we have a very interesting situation. We've never had a situation like this, ever. In fact, I don't think anyone's ever had a situation like this ever. <laughs> it's very interesting. It's time to go. <laughs> it is indeed time to go. Both so wait, how did the tournament at, uh, end? Two maps apiece. That was, that was it. The tournament ended five. in a draw. It's gone on for so <laughs> long. We had so many game caps that we've exceeded the schedule, gone miles <laughs> over it, even of the allowed time that DreamHack gave us extra. And uh, we have one minute. To so this is you explaining to the fans by the that it's security. over. Yeah. And so the team is explaining have two options. How many people were watching? Online at a later date, we, or they can call I think for these events, we have like a good amount. Games. Well, I mean, a good amount for, for us was like 3,000 for yeah. up to 7,000, oh, something okay. like that. It, it Dude, wasn't, back then, if wasn't you had enormous. 2K viewers, you were like, oh, we got 2,000 viewers. We're set. Yeah. <laughs> that was like 2015. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, it wasn't enormous, but it was big enough that it was uh, one of the worst experiences of my broadcast. More <laughs> learning, uh, painful learning memories. Yeah, that was. You know? By the way, that was in uh, 2016. So that was that oh, was uh, that was only. I mean, that was, that four was actually and a, four years. Four, ago. four and a half years ago. I mean, that that took place in November. So technically, uh, just, just yeah. about four. Yeah, years so ago. about just four, over years, four ago. years ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, enough about this reminiscing. Anyway, yeah. yeah, we can we can talk about other stuff. Um, this is a four heads podcast now. It was, I mean, that was a fun little tangent. It was. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. You got any horrible yeah, well, stories to tell? Four heads than... episode. I mean, it basically I, is. I, mean... I guess Johnny already told a horrible story from his past, which was discovering he got sacked through a <laughs> program <laughs> feed of South Korea versus Misfits. Yeah. Johnny tells us a horrible story from his past every week. He just talks about his whole career. I mean, it's just oh terrible. Oh my God. I don't want to rewatch the games. <laughs> oh my God. Murder okay. Let's, let's get back on track. Let's talk over. I didn't over do watch anything. Here. There's a. Shut up, Matt. Let's talk Overwatch. A lot of Overwatch news, um, starting with some pretty major Overwatch news, and that is Arns has retired from yeah. 
mm. uh, competitive Overwatch. Um, this, I'm not going to say this came out of left field because uh, he. This is something that he has struggled with personally. Was like motivation, I think, uh, as well. His kind of mental health during the season of 2020. Yeah. Um, and I believe that is what that's what spurred on this decision of retirement. Um, essentially, just he thinks it's it's best for his mental health. Um, and I've got the utmost respect for that, honestly. I mean, the guy has left the Overwatch League, a champion and winner of multiple tournaments. Yeah, that is uh, that is the best. Time and as a rookie, <laughs> I mean, he just dominated. He was one of the best rookies we've ever seen. Okay, he didn't win Rookie of the Year, but he genuinely was one of the best rookies we've yeah. seen in the Overwatch League. He came in, he pounded. He had a good argument for Rookie of the Year, and then he. Uh... <laughs> Wait, did he win it? Who won it this year? I can't, remember. I can't even remember. Was, was it Alarm? Actually, Alarm. Oh shit! Yeah, it was Alarm. Yeah, of course. Um, but he also said he was having some wrist issues, and he said yeah. like he didn't yeah. want to let the team down as well. Um, but I think it's like a combination of stuff. And honestly, you you have to prioritize your health as much as people very much value driven, determined, great people who are willing to sacrifice stuff to get to great positions in their career. He he did that already. Like he's already done that this year. He already sacrificed like a lot of his own mental in order to get to the position to win the season with the shock. And so it would be too much, it seems, to continue yeah. down that yeah. path. You've got to prioritize your health at this point. And I think he's gonna pick up streaming. I think he said he has a contract with Afrika TV to like actually get paid streaming a bunch of oh, stuff wow. for next year. So get the bag, bro. Get the bag. Yeah, I yeah. mean, uh. Yeah, the the his health comes first, you know, mental and physical, right? And uh, he gave like some incredible moments uh, for just all Overwatch fans this year, oh, right? I mean, he was sick, spectacular uh, coming in, and this is a player that I don't think anyone really expected a ton from at the beginning of the year, right? Uh, you know, we weren't really kind of no. talking a lot about him coming in, uh, where. You know, he kind of leaves as like a huge name, like superstar, and I think he'll do great streaming. Uh, you know, he is a, a the shock fan base absolutely loves this guy. Uh, they'll follow him, uh, and I think if you're the shock, uh, this is probably why you went out and tried to get somebody like Nero and kind of really sure up some more spots in the damage dealers because they probably thought something like this uh, was coming, or maybe this has been a decision for a while. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's probably telling, right? Uh, because we spent a season playing with Ants now. And, you know, even during this regular season, like, there were some tweets where it was like, is this guy okay? Because it was yeah. like, hey, I played poorly. You know, we, we, we won, but I played poorly. Very hard on it himself. It wasn't good for my team. Yeah, very hard on himself. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I agree with what you guys already said. I, I think it's in the best interest of him to focus on his health. And move on and i mean you're already a champion like i understand mm -hmm. that a lot of people focus on like legacies and like you want to be the best ever but like some people also they just like they won already and then they kind of like i don't need to prove myself anymore like i came here i won yeah. i got a championship i've dominated on widowmaker i'm not saying that that is ans but that is certainly the case for a lot of players as well so like just because some people want to chase like four championships <laughs> some people just want one and then prove themselves and you Sorry. know that's what i'm, Anz I'm did. giggling at that Twit longer because Kurt clicked on something that said read this and it says read this like a command at the top and then it's all oh. in Korean. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, well, I, I cannot. I'm sorry. I, uh, I literally can't. But yeah, he posted a Twit longer about it as well. I, I think the guy definitely 
There's no argument that he could have competed at the absolute elite level next year. He probably could if he wanted to come back to the game at any point as well. I'd be lying if I didn't say I wanted this guy to continue to to um, to perform, to, to play. I want to see him return at some point. Like, in my ideal world, he, he gets better, he wants to compete, he comes back and competes. Because yeah. he's just such a phenomenal talent that it, it is unfortunate that these situations have arose in which he doesn't feel comfortable playing next year but uh, it seems like pick, a great decision if you had to pick between pine or ans making a comeback who would you pick what do you mean uh, like like who would you who would you go after first no if you had to if you had to pick, uh, pick one to watch like, if you could magically make either back, of them come, want yeah, to come play back next to the year. Overwatch league and get playtime who would you rather watch pine rather or watch Ans? i would pick Ans. i'd rather watch ans yeah yeah, I mean, no, that's nothing against Pine though. Pine was incredible yeah. for his time, but like the game has progressed, and Ans is is Ans the best sniper that we've uh, ever seen in the league? I think yeah, probably I'll, yes. I'll, that, I'll that's say... what's what I try to emphasize. I didn't try to emphasize on the fact that you know Pine is you know 2018, but the fact that Ans was so incredible that we yeah. all you know we we view think... him that highly. Yeah, I. Yeah, I, this, I, I don't really think this applies to many players as well, but Arns is a, of a caliber of player where the game will wait for him if he ever wanted to return to it in a professional capacity. Um, there's few players that could retire from the game and probably safely say that they would have a spot on a major roster if whenever they, they wanted to return. That's true. But yeah. Arns, I would say, is one of those players in terms of the caliber of play. The, the stuff that he showcased this season was ridiculous. I mean, we came into the season extreme, not, yeah. not expecting much. We were expecting to be a hit scan specialist. The guy flexed into multiple different roles and played at a high level on one of the best Overwatch teams we've ever seen exist in the history of the game. Uh, it, it's, it's pretty yeah. astounding stuff. Uh, and honestly, wish him all the best in terms of, uh, you know, staying healthy in mind and, and body and uh, all the best as well with whatever he decides to go into in the future. And if he ever does want to return to Overwatch, the Overwatch League, um, I mean, I can absolutely foresee a place uh, for him. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. The other All thing right. as well, I think there's another part to this topic as well, though, is that with Ans retiring, it does, it, it opens up some questions about the shock mm -hmm. in terms of people fulfilling that position for them, right? Because Ans was such a key, vital player for them this season. Um, it, it allowed Striker to specialize much more. Ans was able to flex and play a bunch of stuff and almost became their guy that would play whatever hero mm -hmm. was required of them. Um, and they've, they've added Glister, uh, they've added Nero, but... This I don't think you have to, to ask that question. Well, what is like, the I answer I don't think then? that's a concern. Is it, is it? Like, you have Striker and Glister. Is, is this really of a concern? I realize that Ans was special. But let's not kid ourselves that this is well, a problem now. I think it's not uh, no, I'm not shock. saying it's a problem, but like what is what is shock going to do in the future now? Like what do you, you think assume, their natural solution would be? You assume that striker will go back to some of the stuff he was rumored to like really be practicing hard, right? Like the Widowmaker and Ash and whatnot, and then they yeah, would I fit think. in other players on the tracer and other the thing other is, kind of heroes. With the shock, they've got such a wide uh Sort of play like a bench in terms of the DPS players and what they can play. Yeah, uh, I don't really think like they were lucky. In it. I I think the shock. It may have been closer, but I think the shock still would have been favorites to win overall this season if they didn't have Arns as a player, despite the fact that Arns was so special. Uh, I think if they, <laughs> yeah, it's a arguably. difficult it's a difficult argument to mm -hmm. make, but I still think it honestly Arns as a player, not to take anything away from him, but he 
He was just an outlier in terms of how good he was. There's not He was really, really special as a hitscan player. But I think if you take him out of the shock equation, the shock is still going to be fine. Absolutely, they're going to be downgraded because it's hard to find a quality of player. I don't like know him. if I agree with that. But last Am I season? crazy? Am I crazy for saying that? That I don't... I think Anz was a crucial part of this year's San Francisco shock. Do you like, think... obviously, crucial, you know, he was crucial. I... But, like, to the point where I think that he was, like, the final masterpiece that made them the best It was the team. cherry on top. It, de it depends yeah. how you yeah. look at it. Um... I look at the shock as uh, more than the sum of their parts, right? It's the system that makes the shock, not the players, if that makes sense. Sometimes you just get the players being added into the mix and they're just phenomenal, uh, yeah. which happens to be a lot of the players on the shock. Anson and Stryker were it, definitely it, two of those yeah. that yeah. season. I, It'll I be would really say... interesting. Uh, I mean, they have a chance to potentially play like rosters that only feature half of the players that were with them for like you know, their championships, right? Mm -hmm. Like you know, uh, FD got in the lineup. Uh, like a lineup with like Glister and Nero, like it is such a drastically looking team than we've seen in the past. I, I would say that Ants was a much more crucial component last year than he would have been next year. Like yeah, I, I feel I, I agree with that. Sure. I think that yeah. Glister is an insanely good pickup to replace yeah. Ants, and I don't. People are obviously going to immediately think of the Widowmaker, where Glister is really good. Am I saying that Glister's the best Widowmaker in the league? No, but I think Glister's up there with some of the best and could perform at, at that kind of level. Not Anse's level, but at the top level. But when it comes to everything else that Anse played, the McCree, he dabbled in a little bit of Tracer, but that would usually be Striker's role. But Glister can play a little bit of that to a similar level as Anse. But when it comes to like the, the other stuff like... Um, all of the long-range hits gun, any projectile stuff that they want him to play as well. Um, Glister's got it all. He actually has the entire full package. And it's not like Hans when, where it was a surprise when he was that flexible. We already know that Glister is that flexible. So yeah. I, I kind of brought up the topic of what is Shot going to do next year, kind of because I wanted to say that <laughs> I don't think they have to do anything differently. They already have that player that's right there ready to fill in. Like, I think that they probably picked up Glister because they knew this was coming as well. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, I, I, I think to just, um, you know, put, what did you say earlier, Bren? Put, put a, put a, put a bow on it. it. Put a bow on it. Put a bow on it. Yeah. I think that when comparing the two, I think that Glister adds some things in a department where Anz, uh, in terms of flexibility and like flexing to other heroes, because there were some points in the season where like Anz would play like Sombra and stuff, and I'm not saying it was like necessarily bad or anything. It was actually like surprisingly good. Where like, oh, Anz can pick up other heroes, but like, Glister, just like he he's just better when it comes to that flexibility. So I think you know you lose some of like maybe maybe you lose some of the firepower with Anz uh, with Glister, but you just add so much in other areas of Glister's game that it's like you can work around that. Yeah, yeah. it's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, Shock are definitely still the favorites for next season, even with Ants retiring. Yeah. 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 True. I, I think so. Their lineup yeah. is just insane. Like, I'm just yeah, looking at it on Wikipedia, and I'm like, this is unreal. This is <laughs> yeah. crazy. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's move on, I guess. Uh, the next topic of conversation is London finally announcing their roster. Mm. Um, they've finally done it. They've stopped, you know, coming out with these riddles, and they've finally <laughs> given us the full <laughs> roster, which is essentially them yeah. picking up a lot of the the British Hurricane players, right? Um, and do we have a, a finalized list? I mean, they've, they've yeah. asked a lot. Yeah, they've, um, we have a list. I think if we look at it on Wikipedia, it'll be uh, finalized. Yeah. But I mean, it's basically, it's the majority of the players are from British Hurricane, but they haven't signed Danid. I think, 
I think I'm right in saying Dan is the only player that's been left behind from the mm. British Arcane, actually, because they've essentially gone with Blase instead, um, which is pretty unfortunate for Danit, actually. He's been with that team for a long time. He's been a very skilled mm-hmm. player, um, played, you know, d- did great numbers from them on Doomfist when um, that was in the meta, <laughs> d- did well on the Echo recently playing for them as well. So it's, it is sad to see him not be picked up, but the rest of this team is pretty exciting, actually. Yeah. I feel, yeah, yeah relatively it, hyped. It's a bit European Vancouver Titan-ish to me, feels like. Because they have that same kind of like reputation as well. Not as big fan favorites, I would say. But like if you talk to people about European contenders and like British Hurricane, it has that same kind of feel to it. And now the team is being promoted to Owl. And I think it will be similar to when when, when Vancouver Titans... I'm so distracted by my dog because it's just craving attention. But mm. in 2019, when the Titans came into the league, it was like, this will really show how good Contenders is. Oh, you mean the, the Runaway Vancouver Titans? Yeah. Sorry? You, you mean Runaway. You're comparing them to Runaway. Oh, yeah, Runaway. What did I say? I don't know. No, you said, no, you said we... Vancouver Titans, but I thought you were comparing them to the, like, Contenders players that they brought in afterwards. Oh, yeah, no, 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 sorry. <laughs> sorry, yeah. No, I meant when, like, the original 2019 right, right. Titans came into league. That was Runaway. Yeah, sorry for that. But I, I think it has a similar feel to it. Because they were like, you know, run away. They were dominant in Korea at the time, and they're like big fan favorites. And I feel like this is the European version of that. And I feel like this this will be a similar kind of thing where like tier two fans will be able to look at London Spitfire and be like, this is like what tier two can bring into the Awards League. And I, I think I, it has a similar vibe to it. And I'm really excited to that's... see what they can do. I'm, I think yeah. that's quite dangerous, though, because Runaway immediately came in, and I think most people had them... I think I had them fourth in my power rankings, but maybe I had them at, like, sixth. because I thought, top ten. But, yeah, everyone had them top ten. Yes. I don't think anyone would have London in the top ten. I think although the feel is somewhat similar in terms of it being, like, it, let's see what contenders can do, both in terms of we know that, or at least it's, it's rumored or reported that they're going to be playing on high ping, right? And there's going to be, like, the, the ping compensation kind of stuff, so we don't know whether that's going to mess with things. But even so, like, I don't think the British Hurricane are the same but class as the runaway players. I don't think I would immediately put them in the top 10 in the league, for example, even though I feel relatively good about the team. I don't feel that good. Like, that's crazy yeah, good to feel about that, that's team. That's crazy. But I think Nuki also kind of, didn't she say, I believe, like, in an interview, like, like look, don't expect us to be, like, top three, top four this yeah. year. Like, that's not kind of where their goal is. Like, their goal is to put together a really strong team for the future and then keep some pieces. It's almost like how we talk about from New York, right? You keep some pieces from this team. You bring in some new players. Eventually, you end up with the squad you want, right? Uh I think this is a really good launching point. Uh, I also trust her to be able to build a team like this because, uh, you know, me and Brenda have actually gotten to know Nuki a little bit more playing uh, g- games with her, playing some WoW. Uh, she is extremely detail-oriented and extremely, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, me, dedicated me and, um... and know these. she knows these teams and players so well uh, that I, I think, like, if you are looking yeah. at somebody who can scout players for the future, she's going to find people in Europe that are coming up that will be that level yeah nuki has definitely been almost the unsung hero of european oh yeah for I so think. many years uh, for, for years yeah. me and mm-hmm. I, I mean johnny you probably remember uh, uh takeover the, the takeover event when we met nuki as well we've known nuki for, yeah. for 
over like four years now, just over four years, I think. Probably a bit longer than that. Um, but yeah, it's... Uh, yeah. I absolutely do trust the, the kind of general direction of, of, of this team, um, just yeah. off the back of that alone. I appreciate the transparency too. Yeah. Of, of, yes. You know, I, not trying to sell some bullshit. You're, you're, you're being straight up with the fans. Like, I think... Um, this is our team. They're going to be fun. Root yeah. for them. It, we, we hope to do well, but we're not telling you guys like, hey, we're going to win it all, right? Like, yeah. We're going to be fun. We're going to be in the mix, right? Too. I mean, I think, yeah. you know, I think a lot of coaches do that in a lot of sports. They're just like, they don't want to set the expectations on the roster. I think this yeah. team is going to punch upwards. I mean, I, and, and, uh, yeah. I, you know, sure, individually skilled, like, can you like compare them on paper? Just the fact that these players have played together for so long and they're like an established team and like even some of the coaches carried over like uh, Fisher and uh, Commander X, like these people carry over with like a team identity. They play together. They know each other. That matters hugely when you go into the Overwatch League and try to, you know, build a new kind of chemistry and, you know, get situated in the league. I think that's huge. I think yeah. this team is going to punch upwards. I don't know how good they're going to be, but I don't think they're going to be a bottom feeder in the league. I don't think they're going to be Paris Eternal in their first season. I think they'll be better than that. Yes, I do think better than that. See, the thing that I really like yeah. about this team is it starts for the starts with the tanks for me. Hadi and Molfig are genuinely really talented. And I, I mean that... Uh, this is going to sound a bit underwhelming when I say it, but I really think that this is like pretty fucking high praise for contenders players coming in. I think they're above average in North America. I think this tank line is going to be in the top half of North America if you like actually listed them all out, which considering they're jumping into the Overwatch League, yeah. that, is, that is damn good. Like Hadi yes. and Molfig, I think, are going to be a pretty damn good duo. They're going to be better than the team itself actually places, I would imagine. And Sparker, if you've ever watched that guy, is nuts as well. He only turns 18 in June. I want to say it's like 10th of June or something. June 10th. Is his, yeah, there you go. Is his birthday. Um, and until then, they only have Blase and Hybrid, which I'm not convinced that's going to go well. And Hybrid's a new player too. He's the yeah. one replacing Dan at D. Yeah, I haven't watched too much Hybrid though, so I don't know how good he is, but he's, he's not... Neither of those DPS have played with the team before. So it's like the tanks and the supports are there, but Spark is the only DPS that's played with them previously. That's and he's only available. He is nuts, by the way, but he is only available in June, which is even with the later start time of the season, where they say it's going to start in spring. That's still going to be some months into the season, probably mm -hmm. when he is available. So I think uh, when you consider like the ping that these guys are going to be playing on. The fact that they don't, they have oh, like a pain, fairly yeah. small roster size. Oh, the I fact that Sparker that. isn't available until June. I think even though this team does have a lot of talent, they're not going to look like bottom feeders, but I don't think they're going to punch up that high either. Like, what would you say is punching up for them though, Johnny? <laughs> not top uh, eight. Not, uh, now I need to watch it all the teams. Like, how many teams do we think are going to play? How many teams play in North America? I don't Probably. think we're going to be bottom four. But now I, I forgot about the ping issue. I, yeah. I, I got to be honest, I forgot about the ping. That's <laughs> the thing obviously is, like, like, uh, we talked all. about, uh, what? Uh, for North America, uh, you have, uh, what, like, Toronto? Well, you have uh, Vancouver Boston, Titans, probably at the bottom, the right? The Titans. Titans, then you have Paris. I think they can beat Paris. I think they're Paris. better than that They team. finish, like, 8-9 in North America. I think that would be... I think good. they could put together, like, I mean, I what, uh, ninth last year was the Toronto Defiant. Can and they be Battle as Fuel. good as, like... 
Toronto or Dallas was. Yeah, but that's well, the if thing. They punch teams up, have gotten better. A lot of teams this year. Teams have gotten, have gotten better. better. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think what they should be aiming for is trying to be competitive with like a Houston, to be honest. And mm -hmm. I think a lot of that comes down to how disadvantageous is the ping, honestly. Yeah. Like uh, playing it's, and it's going to affect both teams. Exactly. Not saying they have a ping disadvantage, but yeah. just playing on high ping generally is going to make the game weird in yeah. ways that we don't know yet because we haven't seen it really. But like the interactions between certain heroes, I'm sure there'll be some dodgy stuff that happens that makes it harder to play at your absolute peak. Sure. If that's a huge factor, then maybe they slip down the table. But I don't think it's going to be necessarily because of skill yeah. loss. This is also going to sound, when I say it, it's going to sound a bit like, um, like just bogus or like bullshit, whatever. But I don't think you can underestimate like the mental toll for the players and playing on hyping too, and how that affects the team yeah. chemistry and like your day-to-day -day life, like actually playing the game. Like if you were to ask a casual player, like, "Hey, you gotta play Overwatch on hundred ping forever now," and obviously they're gonna scream in like lower ping condition or whatever, but like you mauled playing on high ping and imagine if they have to do it on every official match like i don't I mean, know the what other the thing, thing is going well to be Johnny. you know i don't think they're going to scrim on low ping like who are they going to scrim only paris uh, on low ping you contenders, EU contenders. Yeah. and then you're scrimming on low ping when you're playing on high ping i i feel yeah. like you would just be playing on it all the time <laughs> point being i i think compared to like teams you know in like the the, the golden era when everyone was in the blizzard arena like screamed with each other like on literal land ping like this is actually going to like affect the team chemistry and the day-to-day -day lives of these players like playing under those conditions and yeah. i wonder how that's going I, to affect the team long term we also don't players. know if that's legit right i mean we, I, we it's I also, just kind of like yeah true i don't know how we don't know the issue is going to be given the fact that the general premise of it is that it's going to be affecting both teams equally um there might be some credit to it, but I think in, in general, the main takeaways from this should be what you were talking about earlier, Johnny, which is that this is kind of like an ode to contenders in tier two for EU for the longest time. It's like a region, I think, with quite a strong fan base, a very niche fan oh, yeah. base, fans of European contenders. Uh, it's always been like the region that's undersold, that hasn't really had much limelight. The players don't really get picked up that often. But uh, for the longest time, people have said, you know, they can compete at the very highest level, which is the Overwatch League. Uh, yeah. This is their opportunity to essentially prove it. They're being slaughtered directly into it, uh, almost. Um, and yeah, we're going to see what they're capable of. Obviously, the conditions aren't perfect, but... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what this roster is actually capable of. But at the same time, you've got to keep the expectations in mind or like at least temper them yeah given the fact that every mm -hmm. almost every single team in the overwatch league is upgrading and getting yes. better in the in the na side yeah. which is the teams they're going to be playing against yeah um, that's the thing um, they could be better than a bunch of teams from last year and still finish yeah. in the bottom three in north america mm -hmm. genuinely yeah. like that oh. is a very real possibility i'll tell you what though i've been watching what? a lot of hattie recently hattie and Molfic. these guys are good yeah. i mean <laughs> like hattie isn't hattie isn't the best main tank that's coming in from contenders either. Like, you've got people like uh, uh, Mag and Gaga that are coming in too. And yet, Hadi is probably the best player that's coming in from European contenders. I mean, it's only him and Dan, but he was the best player available. And he's, he's nuts. He's really yeah. good. He's like a, a true talent. It's been a while since we've had... I mean, who is the last player? Isn't it Fusions? Like, the last top uh, European, European player? The tank. Tank that came through? Benberg? Oh, Ben yeah, Best ben is a good call, actually. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about him. Yeah, it was like Fraggy, 
Cloudy, I suppose. Lolsish was supposed to oh, be, yeah, but Lolsish was supposed to be in as well. Yeah. I always forget about him because he never got any playtime, unfortunately. What a yeah, shame. I, I feel yeah. I feel good about Hadi and Molfic. I feel like that's a good, you know. So often when we talk about these teams, we talk about the tanks being the main, the kind of key core component to being mm-hmm. how good you're going to be as a team. I feel good about Hadi and Molfic. They're good I, players. I, I, I will get to preseason power rankings at some point, but when we do. I think this team, we're going to look at the rosters and we're going to think highly of this team compared to some of the others in NA. Sure. Yeah, I think that's very possible. I think it's yeah. mostly they're going to get downranked based on circumstance. Let's, yeah. uh, let's shift the conversation. Let's start talking about some other teams here. I mean, I'm looking forward to the London roster, but uh, there's one big more the team. Boys. There's one more team that's, that's rearing its head, mm. you know? And it's a big acquisition. Old Dynasty are promoted to you. Fuck yeah, they have yeah. an off tank. Yeah, they yeah. have an off tank. Holy moly. They promoted to you. I They've think to you was a two way player, right? Yeah, he yeah, was a two way player, yeah. yeah. But like, um, I but think he was a main player. Then they moved him to two way at the end of this season, and then they've moved him promoted back. Promoted him again. Mm-hmm. It's a tax evasion. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's what. ESA. Don't, absolute don't allegations. Yeah, just throwing out allegations towards teams. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not, not much to say about this other than. Thank God that Soul have actually got an off-tank player. But you know what this... Yeah. This to me implies, and I might be reading between the lines <laughs> of the tea leaves here a bit too much, but yeah. if, you have, if you have an off-tank and you make them two-way and then you bring mm-hmm. them back to full, unless there's something in the contract that I'm misunderstanding or not thinking about of like maybe you have, get to pay them less, but I don't think you do. When they're on a two-way, you still have to pay the league minimum. I don't understand why that would be advantageous to the Orc. But in my head, that just indicates that they maybe wanted to use yeah. two-way, but they couldn't find a better off-tank that wanted to play for Seoul. Sure. That's, that's the first thing that, well, as soon as I saw that Seoul had promoted to you, I was like, does that mean that they couldn't find a better player and just had to revert back to their former pick? Or they tried out DM other players and, yeah, and maybe didn't like them good. as much. Yeah, we we don't. We, I mean, we just we're not going to know the true reason unless no. we actually speak to the teams themselves. But I think that is one thing you can speculate from it is that they were probably exploring other options, and it ended up being it's got to the point at least where they needed to you to come back on, yeah. or they went for a trialing process and to you was part of that, and to you exceeded expectations, which is another possibility. Definitely yeah. possible. I think the you know whenever I see this though. I'm gonna, for the rest of the off-season, be confused as to where Janu and Meko have gone. Yeah. Especially yeah, Janu. For sure. Because when you saw Janu play, okay, his Sigma wasn't the greatest in the entire world, but his Diva was absolutely up there with the greatest in the entire world. Mm-hmm. And then he's also able to play the ball, which, okay, is mainly main tanks at the moment. It's not really an off-tanks job, but you don't know that that's going to be the case in the future. Like, we just had a double off-tank meta. Who's to say there isn't going to be a double main tank meta coming up? Like, why could that not be a thing? That could totally be a thing. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm, I, I don't mind this pickup, but it does seem a little underwhelming to just go back to the exact same off tank that you didn't even bother using last year. I mean, maybe like, they... Well, maybe he came he, in kind of late too. Yeah. He did come in late, yeah. And they, they used him a bit, but they didn't, they didn't commit to him. And if they didn't commit well, to him last year, why? 
And are they going to fuck it up again? Because uh, cause maybe they thought that D.Va wasn't really necessary last year and they could just roll out with Sigma all the time where now you bring in you and he just plays D.Va uh, for this team and Marvel still continues to play in like the Sigma Zarya type of stuff. If Marvel carries on playing Sigma for this team, I'm still going to mold. Because the whole point <laughs> about me like ragging on Sol for not picking up an off tank is because I want them to keep Marvel on main tank. Like that to me right. is the is the core yeah. thing with getting Soul's consistency is that you need Marvel to balance out gesture in in that main tank role, and that means you need a solid one hundred percent dependable off tank that you can always rely on, so that Marvel doesn't split his playtime between the tanks. That that's so, that's my core issue, and I don't know whether this solves it. Um, I I, I mean I I don't know, you know I I think. You come from the right place, and I think that it does beg the question, but I don't feel as strongly about it as you do. Because I see this as a guy who like played for Genji, like the academy team of Soul Dynasty, um, had success in contenders. I mean, they got second in Gauntlet that played in December too. Like, you know, he's a really good player. He's in the system, he's in the organization, and like the, the academy team. Like, they, they, they probably know this is a case where like I think. No, oh my god, I'm, I'm putting my face... I'm putting oh, my you face guys in crazy. here, but... Oh. I cannot trust Soul here. For better or worse, I cannot trust Soul here. Because, like, he's been in the system for a long time now. They probably know. He's been successful in contenders. Like, if they yeah. promote to you... Yeah. Yes, Soul has made some questionable decisions in the past, but... I, you know, I cannot go with it. Like, okay, you want to promote to you? Let, let, yeah. show, show me what you got. Yeah. You know? Maybe they did Hugo just, just went wild. He did, yeah. Did Jaws Maybe... press the elevator again? <laughs> no, uh, he, he's been scratching at the door trying to get in. And then uh, Chelsea opened the door and he just <laughs> darted in like a maniac. And then he then she's right here. So he jumped on me, saw her, started freaking out. Uh, <laughs> just wild. Kind of knocked dog, everything all over the place. My dog gets the same way. Like... When I sit at the computer for too long, my dog loses it and just like gets bored and it's like stop sitting at the computer. Uh, so, it doesn't, so it's look like like a, doesn't look like it's that boy right there. It looks like you're about to fall asleep. Yeah, for the past <laughs> 30 minutes, Siri has been harassing me with like a ball and just like smashing a ball into me because she wants me to play with her and just like toss the ball or like, you know, stuff like that. But it just made a mess. And now just in the just dog bed, out. chewing on toys. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Maybe Tuyu was just a two-way player, so he could play in Gauntlet. Maybe I'm overthinking it. Mm -hmm. Like that might. There's multiple just be the scenarios. Reason. I feel like. That, that okay, could have I, taken I, if place. I maximum mold would be if they signed Tuyu and then continued playing with Marvel and Gesture. At that point, exactly. I would just go well, nuclear. Exactly. Yeah. That is that is what I'm worried about. And that I, definitely I, feels like sole decision making. Exactly. We've seen it yeah. before. That's that's the thing. Yeah. If they had signed somebody else. I would be confident, or at least more confident, that they were going to play them. Because they've, like, gone out, they've yeah, sought yeah. someone, and they know that they're going to be the off-tank. Now that they've picked the same <laughs> guy that they there. frequently subbed out for Marvel, I've lost that faith. <laughs> someone out there is just going to, like, lose it at us. Because, like, we're sitting here from, like, our, you know, like, our, our little palace, you know, and we're doing these, you know, high-level yeah, discussions. Tower. Because we know... Yeah, Ivory Tower. And some guy is just like, these motherfuckers are complaining about the team. They got second in the entire last season, yeah. losing to Shock in the grand finals. And we're here talking about their decisions to run an off tank and a main tank. And it's just like, come off it. Like, I mean, they got the trouble second. is, the thing what that I want from want? a team 
Yeah, I mean, that's, that's an argument. Consistency. I it's want consistency. regular season results. Exactly. I don't want you to fluke your way into a grand finals I... performance, you lucky bastards. <laughs> <laughs> just to roll that back a little bit. There's, <laughs> it's not just luck that plays into it. But consistency was the one word I was going to use to describe what I want from teams. If yeah. you're going to be making changes, you're going to be aiming for that consistency week in, week out, which Seoul were the complete opposite of. They were like a fucking ball of chaos just bopping around the league, oscillating wildly. Yeah. Loss, win, loss, <laughs> win. Sometimes just winning a tournament. Just like out of the minute. I, I mean, I, I don't know. It, it's... It's frustrating probably for the fans. It's frustrating for me as a watcher and commentator to not know what to expect out of a team in a given week. So consistency is key. I, I think they do run to you. Yeah. I, I, stick to him. Yeah. Hopefully this signing, this promotion will, will bode well. Next on the list, we've got, uh, and actually our final topic, uh, aside from uh, Brent's Play of the Week, is uh, Baroy um, joining Boston. So Baroy, I go. think... Yeah, I, I parted ways with Toronto. Yeah. Yes. Um, and typically, Baroy's role, I believe, was filled with like a data analyst position almost. Yeah. Where definitely more on the statistical side of kind of the Overwatch League and, and analyzing that and seeing how that can put, be pushed forward in terms of that analysis. But th this guy is one of the uh, smartest people that I've met in the Overwatch League, I think, in terms of what he knows in the, in the kind of field that he inhabits. Um, I think this is a really solid pickup for Boston. Yeah. This, this shows that I think Boston are in a very good position. Um, and it's actually a role that Boston, I think, I don't know if he's going to be fulfilling the same role, but it's something that they have had before when Gumba was on Boston. Yeah, Gumba. Yeah, and they actually had, um, they had somebody else as well that was like a data analyst. Mini? Was it Mini? Was it Mini or was it Mr. Bleeple? I might have been Mr. I'm not Bleeple. sure. I can't remember. Mr. Bleeple, yeah. what I mean. Yeah, I think they had somebody else that previously fulfilled a similar role. Yeah. What I'm interested in as well is that Baroy is definitely statistical analysis as well and can use that to help influence coaching decisions. But Baroy is also very good at being able to scout uh, talent too yeah. and find hidden gems. Um, in some sense, based on a bit of a statistical analysis system as well, but he's also got a decent eye test on him as well. So there's a lot of times in the past where back before Baroy was actually in the Overwatch League, he'd be talking about players well before they were signed and noticing them in much lower divisions than anyone that I was talking to was even bothering watching. Sure. Um, yeah. So I'm interested to see, because also, I don't know whether you guys read this, but Yiska did some power rankings recently and mm -hmm. um, where he was ranking all of the, the teams in the league based on their what he believes are going to be kind of their prospective rosters, barring any major roster changes. And the way that he ranked Boston was under the assumption that they were going to be signing some major Korean talent as well, because there's rumors circulating about that. Yeah. But it's not been... He said he wasn't confident enough to report on it properly, but in order to do his power rankings and then be he accurate in any it. way, he had to consider that as a genuine possibility because that's what all the rumors are about. Um, sure. I can't remember who was supposed to be getting picked up, but if they do, if they genuinely do pick up some really good contender talent, and there's still a bunch available, like a bunch of the mm -hmm. uh, Runaway guys and the Gen G guys, and I think the WGS or something have not been picked up yet as well. There's still quality anyway, players left. There's definitely still quality players left. And if Boston pick up a couple of them, which 
They've already made the move for stand one. Then they made the move for soon. Now they're making a move for Baroy. It seems like they're setting up more of a structure than we've seen in the past from Boston. Yeah, like or at least the last the time run. we saw this was season one. Uh, yeah. their and, best. They got a, and they got a new coach a very long time ago. We didn't. Yeah, Laurie. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who yeah. is Who is renowned in Korean contenders to be a, a really good coach. So if the moves are still there and going to be made for Boston... They could shoot up the prospective rankings that we all have in our head. Like, we all have God, them as a bottom team. The league still. is going right. to be so competitive. Yeah, if they actually do Ooh. that, it really will be. Like, there's not, like, a team that you look at and is like, ah, oh, yeah, that's a dumpster fire, you know? Vancouver. Like, yeah, I mean, they're probably, <laughs> like, you would say, like, the, like, if you had to pick one, like, yeah, they're, they're the roster that's, like, the most underwhelming out of the group. Yeah, you yeah. skirt around that one, didn't you? Well, I even think if you look at Vancouver this year, it's not as poor as some of the teams we saw going in the last year. Yeah, I think I, that's like somewhat reasonable. Like, like it's definitely like like if you were to say like look at the bottom roster from each season, it's probably the best of the bottom rosters like we've ever seen. Mm, I think the Shanghai Dragons from 2018 would have some disagreements about that, Matt. But oh well, I mean, and, like, and you, don't Florida, consider, you don't even consider them. I mean, they didn't win a fucking game. Oh wait, I you mean, mean it's the best? Sorry, yeah, yeah. So that's a yeah. yeah. You said it was. You wouldn't be. Yeah, yeah. The Titans was the best that we've seen out of the bottom team. Yeah, Who, I, I, I mean that's that's a year. given though. I mean, to, not to get off track here, but it's a given that in the season that we're in, the later the, the esports progresses, of course, the the worst team is going to be better than all the other worst teams that we've had i mean that's assuming that the teams actually learn and get better yeah which yeah. they have been yeah most of the time sometimes Some, that sometimes hasn't happened. teams have not wait is my right. webcam just completely yeah, broken I don't know what's it happened. looks like it looks your like face <laughs> is falling off yeah, yeah i don't oh, know what the go. hell is going on with you yeah all weird. right there you go a new nose for a moment there yeah yeah it's like the side of it's your so nose pink. just left your face i mean oh, you've been pink the whole time yeah overall though we we like this pickup with baroy yeah yeah, I, I like this like... pickup. I, I mean, really... it's kind of solid, but like when we get to preseason power rankings, I'm not gonna mince words. Yeah, but I I also think that <laughs> wait about Baroy. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> you got some beef with Baroy. Beef yeah, going on, huh? No, not about Baroy per se, but like I don't want you guys to hype up Boston Uprising too much. Because I'm not it, it sounds like you're just like holding their horn. I feel like we can give us this. You can have London Spitfire. We'll have Boston. You know, I don't, mate, I don't want Boston. You can have Boston. I'll have shock. <laughs> I only <laughs> want Boston. Shock. I only want Boston if they pick up some really good players. <laughs> I don't want current Boston. That's the thing. The the reason that the Baroy joining Boston, I'm I, I like it as a move, is not because I think Baroy is going to be a game changer. Yeah. It's because it indicates to me that Boston are looking to expand their staff, expand their players, and actually. Be, spend money and do things to be good this season. Baroy isn't the kind of player that you, uh, the kind of guy that you just pick up as a charity case in the offseason, I don't think. Like, you, you pick him up if you actually have some players you really want to work and develop. At least yeah. that's how I'm thinking about it. I'm, I'm assuming there's still stuff on the horizon for Boston. You're waiting for me? Yep, you're the host. I was writing a message to Kurt. <laughs> uh... <laughs> All right. Well, what's our next segment? I'm waiting for the acknowledgements. This is important. What's the cool? What's the All next right, segment? sorry. I just just double check him. We can edit that in post. All right, it's time for the next segment. It's uh, <laughs> it's time for Brendan's player of the week. And this Brent's week, I have yeah, I have decided 
I mean, I I was I can't really not give it to who I'm going to give it to this week, can I? With my player of the week, I can't not. Oh my god! Give it to uh, you're not going to give it to him to uh, to Mitch Ashley and Griffin. I can't not give it to them. Well, you're right. I can't not give it to them. So I am going to be giving it to them. They're going to be getting my Brens player of the week this week. It's going to be going to Mitch, Ashley, and of course, Griffin what as well. me? Yeah. Get out of here, Matt. Uh, the, you know, the, new, the newest family in, uh, until in the you Overwatch can, scene. Until you can cook up another human in your womb and produce it out of your body, <laughs> you're not winning womb. Brens player of the week. But you just... You just... Okay, I'm not going to make I was about to say he just gave him more sex education than he's ever got in the U.S. education system. In a single moment, his eyes were gleaming. I brought Hugo in here to celebrate my win, and I didn't yep. win. Matt thinks that's how you have kids. You buy them like a dog. That's true. Going to go to a store and go looking for the baby. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, yeah, I mean, I, I have to, don't I? Well, I just, I really have to. But honestly, they, they absolutely deserve it as well. I mean, we're all yeah. so happy with Mitch. We said it earlier as well. It's a pretty, I'm not going to say low-key Brent's play of the week, but it's an obvious one, you know? Sure. Yeah, it's absolutely he always is just one. trying to one-up me. You know, I announced this awesome new job, and what does he do? He produces a child in the same <laughs> week. Uh, you know, always <laughs> he's always got to be one-upping me in some capacity. I had, uh, I, you know, what am I supposed to do? Get a new job and produce a child in a week? That's just not possible. I can't yeah, do that. I mean, he's, uh, you know, he is the one who carries your duo at the end of the day, so it makes sense that he would be winning the award here as well. <laughs> oh, I mean, that is uh, that that ain't true. <laughs> not true. Uh, fake news. true. If, if fake Mitch news. ends up, if Mitch ends up being distracted by becoming a father, and you know he can't put a hundred percent into the casts, and he's like, he goes into the cast, and he's like, Matt, I really need you to step up today. I haven't done my prep properly. I really need you to, you know, level up your game, hundred and fifty percent. Do you think Matt would do it? Like, uh, stroll it, out in a fucking hoodie, and he go, what up? <laughs> and then everybody, Mitch and, uh, Mitch and Bren prepped together. That's why they both didn't know who Krong was until stage four. Uh, <laughs> did yeah, Mitch he, not know who Krong? I knew who fucking no, Krong Mitch, was. Mitch knows. Mitch knew who Krong was. He did the re did the research. He reads the packet. Bro, I I uh, knew Bren, who Krong was. Brent found just... out who you was on this show. Uh, he was here on this <laughs> show. Was, wasn't it QOQ? I, I think it was. was it? I don't think it was two. I think it was QOQ. QOQ, you had Maybe. no idea who he was. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, sometimes I'm sometimes I'm caught slipping. A lot I'm caught slipping. You're the Charles but... Barkley of. Uh... The show. Oh, I mean, that's insulting to Charles Barkley. <laughs> oh, Charles Barkley was a was a basketball legend before he became a TV. Yeah, that's a fucking waste he's of space. He's, a, he's the Brengi in the Brito maker. I mean, the amount of disrespect. I mean, we trot him out there to just like do like circus games. I mean, he's not like a real player. <laughs> yeah, I was trying out to entertain the crowd in a costume. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Unreal. Yeah, not really an apt comparison at the end of the day. I'll have to figure out a way to get back into the lead in Bren's Player of the Week rankings. I'll have to yeah, do something wild. Week. Maybe if we... <laughs> oh, this is great. This is incredible. Watching huge people play <laughs> I mean, that golf was just... His swing is not very good. Why does he pause in the middle? It's like... He's got this weird, like, hitch. Uh, I don't know. It's always been like a... Hey, play it again, Kurt. He's got this weird hitch when he... God, he's he a big boy. <laughs> what the thing is, he's so, he's so large he that he right? can get away with the half swing, you know? Like, he can almost get away with it. What's the point in the back swing if you're just going to stop in the middle? He's working on it. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't believe he's, you. He's working on it. Don't worry yeah. about him. I'm sure it's better I mean, now. 
Charles Barkley's 6'6", 252. Yeah, he's, 252. he's a big guy. My God. 6'6", six six as well. Johnny could get to that. Wait, he's 6'6". Six, six. I'm 6'7". Six, yeah, my Charles Barkley's not Charles tall. Barkley. Yeah, he's he's ne he was never like a, he had a crazy a vertical, didn't he? Uh, yeah, I mean this is like really old Charles Barkley. Say yeah, Charles I mean, Barkley's not. That could tall. be me. He's six foot six. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I, I I could be I could do that. All no, the poor boys who are putting yeah. five foot eleven in their we're, Tinder we're the bios are crying size. in that comment. <laughs> yeah, in tears. I mean, yeah. Charles Charles Barkley is. Uh, I mean. Talking about people not being tall, I got this chair specifically so that I could seem like I was as tall as Bren. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise I look like a little little manlet next yeah. to you. Bren, stand like yeah, this. you're standing up now, right? I tell you, hold on. We'll, we'll end this episode with me testing. So I, I was curious if I could use the hiking chair I bought temporarily while I moved in here at this desk. Let me get it out real quick. A hiking chair? A hiking when chair. When is he going hiking? I don't know, but he's just gone for the cupboard underneath the stairs. Oh, those are on, like you fold out and down? Yeah. yeah I bought this as yeah. like a temporary chair, and I was like, can I use this on the set? Because, like, basically, the way I'm sat, like, there's a, there's a leg in the way. Yeah. I was hey, like, hey, Campbell's I... hiking chairs, if you want to sponsor us. I was like, can I use this on the set? Can you pull this off for me? <laughs> Could you imagine if we had a chair sponsor and they were just hiking chairs <laughs> just like these? Like, <laughs> I want to go test it. I want to go oh, test yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even so see far what the mic. Yeah. What is wrong I'm so with you? small. And that's going to conclude episode 69 of Plat Chat Overwatch. Thanks for watching, everybody. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, make sure like you... Like and subscribe. You like and subscribe. You've got to move the camera to the, to the right a little bit, Johnny. Otherwise, we can't see uh, Siri. Oh, there we go. I'm trying to move the chair. Yeah, just move the She's dog. She's very distraught. I've, if you, I've if PC you, all day. If you don't like this episode... Like and subscribe so you can see the adjustments we would make for the next episode. That yeah. you and also like. comment uh, saying, it, it, comment, just comment in protest. <laughs> yeah, good idea. Yeah. yeah, just comment in protest. And also just comment with... Um... God, the creative juices are flowing. <laughs> it's late. That's it. <laughs> I've got nothing. You got it? Did you cut you it? Cut it? <laughs> no. Oh, it's still no. going? Oh, jeez. Cut okay. the feed, Kurt. Well, cut the feed. Cut the feed, Kurt. Do the orange justice. Do the orange. I'm not doing the orange justice. What is the orange justice? Where's my bag gone? The Fortnite dance.